Hello, and welcome to episode 168 of Film Night. My name's Richie. My name's Jack. My name's Henry. And my name's Joe. And in today's episode, we're coming at you with a Film Night Oscars special of 2020. Do we call it the Oscars special 2021 or 2020? No, 2020. 2020. There you go. Oscars Film Night special. 2020. Very exciting night. How's everyone doing? Yeah. Great. Do you know, it's been four years since we did this award ceremony. Oh, disgraceful. Really? Yeah, we lasted it in 2016. I know this is my first one and I've never done it it before, but... We have been involved. I think we always made sure to involve you and get you on speakerphone, but yeah, first time doing it in person. Yeah, we did sort of a countdown, didn't we, or a... We've done, some point because actually, yes. actually, yeah. did we we've do done it for our the top 50- fives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done, yeah. <clears throat> when we haven't, because in previous years we all know we've uh, not really kept up the same steam that we had when we first started. Um, uh, but so at the end of the year, we did do our individual uh, best five and worst five films of the year, which actually we are still going to do uh, mm. in this in this episode because we feel like it would be a bit of a shame to actually lose that. Um, yeah, we enjoy it so much, and it is still slightly different to the uh, u- the usual Oscars um, ceremony. In that, yeah, the Oscars ceremony we do has to have some compromises in there, and we all have to kind of collectively decide on one winner. Mm. Uh, whereas uh, this way, we get to all give our individual opinions as well. Yeah, we get to highlight some films that maybe other people. Didn't think we're as good. Uh, one springs to mind in particular. <laughs> um, okay, Jack. <laughs> but also, it's quite fun, I think, trying to come to a collective decision. We had a bit of debate regarding best score, which we'll come on to. Richie took a while to make his mind up. But, yes, that's true. But to be fair, that's that's completely understandable because it is a very prestigious evening. And well, I mean, let's just say let's just say this now: the awards are complete bullshit. The Oscars are complete bullshit. Well. All the award ceremonies except this one, of course. Other than the film night Oscars, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, the, but the point is, you know, it comes Literally up... Literally with... before we even start. Awards are shit. <laughs> yeah, well, they are. But the point no, is... they are, they are. The yeah. point is... See you next yeah, week. When we, come to, when we come to our best score, which, yes, was the one <laughs> which was the most difficult for us to uh, all come to yeah. a decision on, I think. Um, you know, when we come to that, it's, you start to really see how bullshit it is because here you've got mm. two absolutely sublime scores... Uh, for great films that fit perfectly for the films that they're yeah, in. Yeah. And I'm trying, and I'm having to fucking compare them completely different types of things and trying in to generate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Like months, months on since we actually heard the buggers. So yeah, we that's, all, true. Um, that's true as well. So we all had a bit of a re-listen, I think. Um, but you're right, of course you are. We always say, don't we, the Oscars is bullshit and it is. But, um, but we like doing it for a bit of fun. Doesn't yeah, mean anything. Fun. Take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah, take it with a pinch of but salt. I will but... say, I will, I will Go say, on. it's why um, we do have some different categories. You know, you're not going to get uh, yeah. best actor, best actress, and the typical. Well, you are going to get them, but you're not going to get all <laughs> the ones that you get on the the Oscars evening. You're going to get some different ones. You're going to get. You're not going to get the Sean Bean Award. <laughs> I will say um... for the for the listeners, um, for the visually impaired, that Richard Edward Withers is actually. Done in a tie and blazer for the awards. He is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Our host is looking very, very good this evening. Very smart. Yeah, I just thought it'd be good to uh, to make an effort. The visually impaired being 
everyone because this doesn't go out in <laughs> the video. But yeah, um, yeah, I just thought I'd make an effort for you boys. Oh well, I appreciate. Yeah, it. no, it's fantastic. I mean, I will take a picture and I'll send it over to you, Jack, and you could pop it on there. Oh, I'm sure Richie would love the that. old socials. <laughs> yes, about that. Yeah. Yes, I would that. Should, I should, I should probably be confused that it's Teppy's name under him, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, no, I don't think it's come up with his name. I think the names went. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Right. That's good. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, I feel like I should have like a golden envelope or something, but yeah. unfortunately, the budget for this show is not quite at the Oscars, uh, the, the original Oscars, that is. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, we should also mention, of course, that with it being... 2020 bit of a strange year to try and uh you know put together an awards show but to be honest when we actually dug into it there have been some excellent films this year and, and it's it's only right that we highlight that um you yeah, know it's, it's, it's been a big shame obviously this year not being able to get to the cinema i think we've all missed it and hopefully we can get back to that in a few months time but yeah i think it's still the right thing to do because there has been some excellent films there's also been some very bad films and we will award that say. we will award them as well um and it's just yeah. good to, to sort of get back to what we used to do. Um, yeah, why not? Eh? Why not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a Christmas special uh, last. Well, I say last week, last month, uh, and that was uh, that was all good. And now we're doing this, so yeah, I'm pretty chuffed. Yeah, I'm really glad we're doing it. Um, but yeah, without further ado, maybe we should uh, get into the film night Oscars 2020. Are I think we should. Green? Yeah. Do it. Yes. Take it away, Richie. Thank you very much. Um, also, just to note, in previous years, we uh, we made the mistake of reviewing a film and then doing this ceremony. It took about four hours. Uh, yeah. We decided <laughs> to uh, sort of approach this in a bit more mainstream uh, effect and just do the Oscars. We won't be reviewing a film. I hope everyone's all right yeah. with that. I think that's the right call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Welcome everyone to the Film Night Oscars, and um, Jack's prepared a nice little uh, list and scripts for us. Uh, Running order? It looks like I'm presenting the first award. As we said before, uh, not all of these uh, categories that we have are going to be uh, the official categories that uh, the Oscars tend to generally do. Some of them are a few fun, fun ones we've made up. but uh, the first, the first award we're going to give to is uh, the Film Night Moment of the Year Award. Now, this is, uh, if I'm just remind the audience uh, who've been listening for five years, the Film Night Moment of the Year is essentially just our favourite little moment that's happened on the show um, of this year. Um, just a little fun one to get us started. Um, yeah. So we've got some nominees here, and they are. Um, Joe's electrocution anecdote. <laughs> um, listeners may remember that uh, that was quite recent. Our own Pepster managed to electrocute himself uh, fairly recently, and uh, we all had a good laugh about it. Um, is, Pe- is Pepster at the stage where he can laugh, or is he still? Uh... <laughs> oh no! I, yeah, I, I'm he's, at the laughing stage now. He's still in shock, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Second on knee. Oh, sorry. No, I was well. say, not, that, not that we take entertainment out of Pepster's uh, no. becoming... Uh, I, I mean, I, I did say at the time, didn't I, while I was sat on the hospital bed, hmm, this will be a good anecdote for film night tomorrow, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. And it was. It was, good. It was excellent, yeah. 
Um, the second nominee is um, a moment uh, way back in, uh, was it original lockdown? Or I maybe, think it, a bit, maybe a bit after? I think just after, wasn't it? A little bit after, uh, in which uh, Matthew Patrick Chives Cartmel had a bit of a discussion about the Jeffrey Epstein documentary in our infamous Drunk Cast episode. That was such a good episode. <laughs> well, it was an episode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. And, and we have Pepster to thank, actually, because Pepster just got his phone out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Can't record. Um, yeah. Yes, I think we actually did manage to have a few insightful conversations uh, on that night. Uh, but on this particular yeah. one, um, Mr. Mr. Chives decided to pipe up about Jeffrey Epstein and asked for us to stop recording. And um, journalist Henry James Woodsford decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all good stuff. It was very ethical, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, very, very. Uh, our, fi- <laughs> our final uh, nominee for this award uh, is for the intro to episode 157 of Film Night, in which we belted out the song Classico by Tenacious D. Oh, yeah. And, and what a great weekend that was, by the way. One of my highlights of the year. Don't know about you guys, but... Oh, you absolutely. know what? I, I was just about to say that. I was, think, I was thinking about that weekend the other day. The Lakes was great, don't get me wrong. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, but I think that weekend for me was yeah. probably the highlight of 2020. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Great weekend. Great weekend. Mm. Uh, thanks once again to Henry James. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. Excellent uh, full English you cooked up for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. I won't shut up about it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, I was almost a drunk cast in itself, that one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there we are. Those are our nominees. And uh, I'll just open the envelope here. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, Film Night Oscar for Film Night Moment of the Year goes to. Matthew Patrick Chai's Cartmel for his Jeffrey Epstein drunk cast session. Congratulations, Chives. Well done, Bravo. well done, Matthew. Well done, Matthew. Yes, uh, well done. Thank Matthew. you very much for that. So there you go. Uh, and I'll pass this over to my colleague for the next one. Thank you, Richie. Um, I believe it's me. It we is, have yeah. the Film Night Oscar for Best Cinematography. So here we go, chaps. We're into the nitty gritty straight away with award two. Very prestigious. Very, very prestigious. Mm. Uh, the nominees for this category are Waves, Uncle Gems, Parasite, and Mank. Strong, strong competition there. Strong field, yeah. Strong field, and mm. I'm sure films that will come up in in future awards. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> and the film night Oscar for best cinematography. Goes to Darius Conji for Uncut Gems. Bravo. Well done, Darius. Bravo. 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 Would it really say, was, um, wasn't it? Yeah, tightly contested category there with some, yeah, definitely. some stunning nominees. It was a difficult one, for sure. Mm. It, it was tricky. Um, I also remember Parasite had some stunning shots. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and Waves and, as well. And Waves as well. They all did. All, all the nominees. But I think it's... I think we came to the right decision. It's a film I'd like to rewatch because it was many months ago now that we saw Uncut Gems. Mm. Me too. Um, That's a good point, actually. 
you know, just talking about all these and preparing for them and listening to them. Yeah. And it's made me desperate to watch all of them again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's another reason why it was quite difficult sometimes to choose a winner because we're so far removed. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's good when many months later we are still thinking about, you know, the shots. And we, when we were discussing the winners for this award, Uncut Gems was one of the first ones that sprung to mind. Yes, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, but uh, keen-eyed viewers or listeners, keen-eared listeners uh, may have noticed that, um, or may notice that some of these uh, films, uh, they may consider to be actually 2019 films. (laughs) Um, But uh, uh, we've always done this and I'll remind the audience now that we uh, we base our uh, awards on the UK release date. Uh, of the films because uh, yeah. that's just the most simple way for us to do it as people that live in the UK yeah um, so yeah there you go yeah very well deserved Darius all, these, all these best films came out very early in the year yeah 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 so very well done okay great Next. stuff right I will I'll, I'll pick up now then and from going from a category of great films we will go to the category of biggest disappointment. <laughs> Quite a jump. Uh, well, which is uh, well, these categories are the best, aren't they? Really? Yeah, we all love these ones. Well, there's one of these films that's it. actually in in both of these categories that we just talked about. Yeah, but we have we have well, our reasons, that's and true. we'll discuss that after. Mm. Okay, so in the biggest disappointment category, the nominees are Mank, Tenet. The Lighthouse and Borat subsequent movie film. <laughs> yeah. And the film night Oscar goes to Mank. Woo! Bravo. Well done, Bravo, Mr. Fincher. Man. Well done. Sadly, David can't be here to collect his award. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of inconsistency in this uh, script, Jack. Are we giving these awards to the people behind them or the films? No, no, I only, I only gave... I only gave the specific uh, person behind that for ones where it is something like um, cinematographer or, you know, composer, but with something like Mank, especially biggest disappointment. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes um, sense. It relates to the whole, you know, as a whole. So, um, so could I, could I just ask then, because I haven't seen Mank um, Mm. and we'll expand on what you just said before, Jack. Why is it in both best cinematography and biggest disappointment film? Uh, well, Joe, it was disappointing, and it had very good cinematography. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Right. No, but, um, no, it's a, no, it's a good point. Go on, it's a good, like a bit, yeah. It's a good like, point. Well, the thing is, dis- dis- the thing with the disappointment like. one is that it doesn't necessarily have to go to a terrible film, although I suppose maybe it, it might do on many occasions. Um, Mm. But uh, it's very much based around the amount of hype that we all had for the film. And yeah, looking like, forward to it. Yeah, compared to how we felt about it after we had watched it. And none of us, although we uh, thought that it was a very well-made film, um, I don't think it clicked for really any of no. us. Really. And, and also, also right. uh, let's be clear as well, we're not saying... <laughs> that Borat's subsequent movie film is a better film than Mank. <laughs> We're not no. saying that. It's um, just that we didn't really yeah. have that high hopes for Borat. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, and also, you know, it's a Fincher film and he's made some absolute gems, hasn't he? Um, films that we all love. Cut and uncut. 
Except yes. he didn't make uncut gems. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, when you look at the, the director as well, that comes into it. And we were all, yeah, really looking forward to it. And Woody brought it to our attention months before it came out. Mm. Um, but yeah, he just didn't really deliver, did it? No. What about you, Woody? Thoughts on this or the other nominees? Um, well, I mean, again, it's a tightly contested um, topic. And I think... I think they're all they're all worthy winners. I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Tenet. I remember how excited we were for Tenet and just going back to the cinema. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that was the that was the last time I was in the cinema. Actually, I think after. Oh no, no. But um, we didn't go back much after lockdown two, did we? Or during lockdown two? Mm-hmm. Sadly um, not. So in that way, that was disappointing. Well, uh, the lighthouse as well. That one. I think it had a lot of hype around it generally. Um, and I think mm. it probably deserves to be up there because it's probably got an even deeper drop for us. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, That one I was really excited for because um, I absolutely loved... Is it Robert Eggers, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Um, Did The Witch. Yeah. yeah, I loved The Witch. So that was the case of just being excited to see his next film. And unfortunately, it wasn't as good. But it's nowhere near the level of The Witch. Um, mm. That's why that's in there. Where did you see uh, the lighthouse, Woody? I saw it in the cinema. I saw it at the Curzon in Cleveland. Yeah, cracky. Um, but that was yeah. I, oh I no, watched... it's brilliant. It's a brilliant, um, brilliant setting, brilliant experience. Because nice yeah. old cinema mm. um, to see him. But just yeah, mm. again another one that so excited going in and it didn't quite live up to the high standards yeah. I had set it. Yeah, yeah, and, and your, your viewing conditions, Richie, affected you, I think, with that one as well. Oh, very, very much so. Very much so. They, they would. Yeah, I, I love Leeds Film Festival, but uh, and the the hall that most of the films are shown in is a, a spectacular hall, but uh, it's not really built for no. No. for films. The so acoustics the, are a bit echoey, oh, yeah. aren't they? Oh yeah, they're, they're brutal, brutal for every film I watched there. Yeah. Right. Congratulations, or perhaps not so, to Mank. <laughs> now, next award is for Best Comedy. All right. Um, not too many nominees for this one this year. Yeah, Christ. Um, the nominees are The Columnist and Onward. Now, The Columnist was a film we saw, um, Lif 2020, a Dutch mm-hmm. dark, dark comedy, which we reviewed recently alongside... Uh, and at 13,000 feet and onward yeah I guess you could say it's, it's definitely a comedy but it's you know it's not a straight comedy is it there's a lot going on in onward uh, I think it's a comedy Jack well there are jokes in it of course, of course there are that's what I mean there are jokes in it but is that the first genre you'd think of when well what other genre would you put it under um yeah right, rest, rest, rest my case <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, but anyway, the film that Oscar goes to, The Columnist. So, very well done to all Bravo. involved with that. Bravo, uh, The Columnist. Um, yeah. We were... Yeah. I think I think this one's a, probably a less enthusiastic category for us this year. <laughs> yeah, there were, yeah there's well, been nothing, we're about to there? come on to that, aren't we? Um, yeah, yeah, well, it, there's not been... Much, I don't think it's been a great... Well, there's not been a lot of them, which, as you can tell by the two nominees, I suppose there could have been more nominees, but the ones that uh, 
the ones that we could have added, we probably yeah. didn't really want to. <laughs> yeah. 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 But but to be fair to the columnist, we all enjoyed that quite a lot. And um, you know, it was funny actually, quite laugh out loud funny in moments. And you know, I'm a big fan of that dark comedy style as well. Mm. Um so it was, you know, it is a it's a worthy winner. But yeah, sadly, it was a bit of a poor year for, for comedies in general. And I remember saying last week or whenever it was, we had this discussion. I don't think I saw, well, apart from The Columnist and Onward, any other 2020 comedy. Um, you know, there's some that you guys mentioned that you saw, but I didn't see them. So it just goes to show it was very, very thin on the ground. Well, it also goes to show that you didn't put much effort into watch that many yeah, but, films. Yeah, yeah, okay, but... But I also do think if you were to to look, um, I'm just I'm just busting your balls, Jack. Yeah, no, there wasn't a lot to be fair. No. Um, so yeah, but anyway, congratulations to the columnist. Congratulations. Uh, all right. Um, the next category we have uh, is worst comedy. Um, so now we can get into some good stuff. And the nominees uh, for worst comedy are. Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, Coffee and Kareem, and Borat's Subsequent Movie Film. And uh, a film like Oscar for Worst Comedy goes to Borat's Subsequent Movie Film. Well done. Congratulations to Borat. I'm sure he's thrilled. Yeah. Um, yeah it, it was, I mean... I don't think I've spoken about this on the podcast before because I only watched it a couple of, well, I say watched it. How do you define watched it? Um, <laughs> Kept your eyes I, open throughout the film. Well, that didn't happen because I didn't even <laughs> go throughout the whole film. Um, there you go then. I, li- I literally lasted 20 minutes, if that. Um, what point? At what point did you just think, right, that's enough and switch it off? <laughs> when, when, he, when he went into the technical tv shop um i don't you know where, that and he and he's looking at mm. pornography on the phones and all that malarkey and oh yeah classic he, of a fax yeah, machine. yeah yeah all that i just i don't know it was funny once i don't think it's <laughs> funny now um mm. it just it it just didn't interest me um, really well it, it did that's it appealed to me to watch I, I thought oh, I'll watch this I'll I'll have a watch boy you're a fan of the thought, you're a fan of the original one Joe yeah I do I, I like the original one I think it probably goes yeah. back to what you guys I think were saying at one point on the podcast a few weeks back everybody knows who he is now um, I mean yeah. I I enjoyed watching um his I think it was channel four or whatever when it was where he went to America and he did like um he was different characters and yeah. Who, who is people. America? Who is America? Right? Who is America? Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed that as well. I thought, I thought that was good um, because he was different characters and I get, Oh, Borat, it's going to make money. You know, let's, let's do it for that. But yeah. if that's all you're doing and making a film for, then it's got to be at least good. And I didn't really see it as any, any benefit, any entertainment. And I just thought I could be doing something better with my, one and a half hours of life. Yeah. Um, as far as, as, as far as the nominees go, um, I think Borat was the only one that more than one of us actually saw. Um, yeah. Woody watched mm. Eurovision uh, and I watched Coffee and Kareem. And uh, I think, I think probably we'd both agree that 
each one of those individually is worse than Borat. Um, but um, we've got to make a collective decision here. Mm. Uh, would you agree with that, Woody? Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think it does link into what we were just talking about in terms of comedy being such a poor genre for 2020. And um, you'd think in the year that 2020 was that you'd be crying out for a decent comedy for light relief for people to forget about the shit that's, that's going on for an hour and a half. Um, and it just didn't happen, did it? Um, and it's reflected in the fact that we only had two nominees for best comedy and the <laughs> abysmal nominees for worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a crying shame. Cause like you say, a good comedy is what everyone needed this year, but last year, um, yeah, it wasn't to be. No. Uh, all right, moving on then. Okay, so moving on to the Film Night Oscar for Best Animated Film. Mm. Slim Pickens for nominees yet again, but... Yeah. 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 Just, for, just for two this time, but the nominees we do have are Soul and Onward. And the Film Night Oscar goes to Soul. Well done, Soul. Well done, Richie. So, now, someone's going to have to come in here because I haven't, well, I haven't seen any of them. So, someone's going to have to. Yeah. yeah. Well, leave that one. this is a this is this is an unfortunate one. Um, I mean, that, yeah, it is slim. It has been slim pickings, I think. But um, it's also there's a bit of fault on us as well because there was an animated film that we all wanted to see and we didn't manage to, which was Wolf Walkers. I blame Jack for that one. Why? Because yeah, you told fault. us it was um, available until Monday. You, you said morning, uh, Monday said evening, be, and it yeah. went by Sunday. What did I say? Yeah. You said it'd be there until Monday evening, and they got rid of it on Sunday. So we were we all got ready to watch it on Monday. And uh, well, did I say that? Did, did I did I think it was on yes. until the? Uh, did until you the, say, did you say that? Yes, you did, Jack. No, but. Yeah, I must have just assumed it would be on until the end of the festival. Is that is that what I thought? Well, we've got recorded evidence of what you thought, Jack. Um, <laughs> you, you said uh, you said that it was going to be there. Yeah, well, well, various films must have because the actual festival itself ran until I don't know what it was like the nineteenth or something. But this must have been one of the ones that, yeah, sadly uh, got taken down early, and I I should have noticed that, and I am very very ashamed to say that I did mm-hmm. not. Um, but it. it it's one that I'll watch this year and we'll report back. <laughs> report back, chain, take the Oscar away from song. No, 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 no. Um, no, but I do plan on seeing it. It's yes, well, sadly, sadly, it's one of these, it's one of these films that's on a streaming service that none of us have. Um, yeah, it's on Apple, Apple TV. Right. How is it? So all we can do is either find a very legal method or just wait until it comes on to Prime or Netflix or something. Um, but Richie, why don't you talk about Soul for a second because you were the only one to see that. No, I wasn't. Pepster no, saw it. Me. Oh, so sorry, Pepster. Have you watched it as well now, Richie? Yes, I have, yeah. I've been paying attention to the, uh, the, the chat, obviously. Uh, apologies, apologies. Oh, yeah. I, I do go on sometimes and it's like, you've no, got well... 100, unre- 100 unread messages. <laughs> I'm like, flipping out. And, that, and I'm not going to lie. I mean, that's that's sometimes in a day, boys. That's yeah. Well, you know, that's 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 not over multiple days. It's Jack <laughs> posting in fucking HTML code in the fucking channel. <laughs> yeah. What did yeah, but, you think, um, Richie? 
I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Soul. It was not amazing, um, but I think yeah. it was better than Onward. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this was another. This was another quick change one. Well, I say another. It was a quick change one because we had set Onward to win this award. Last minute reshuffle, yeah. Because uh, Jack and I had seen Onward. Um, and that was the only animated film we watched. So we were like, okay, I guess I wins by default. But then Pe- Pepster, Pepster piped up and said that he watched Soul um, and he told us what he thought of that. And based on his review of it, we figured it probably probably uh, shouldn't get the award over Onward then because at, at least I thought Onward was okay and, and Jack enjoyed it quite a bit. So, mm. um, But I mean... But- you- Having watched Soul now, I think technically speaking, it deserves the award over yeah. onward. The actual animation in it, I think, is is very good, and there's lots of cool things in there, and lots of interesting things going on. The story and the rules of the universe are all over the place and don't make a lot of sense. Uh, they, they don't, they don't, they don't really stick to things, and it can be quite confusing. It's just, it's just not as structurally well built as as their films used to be. Unfortunately, it's it's mm. definitely. Yeah. A step in the right direction from the more recent films i'll say that definitely um, did you get the inside out link well you know yeah a lot of people similarities compare, a lot of people comparing this to inside out which i understand but i don't think it's as well made um, no i don't as inside out at all um i i, de- I really like the uh, the philosophy behind this as i did with inside out and the and the um yeah just just the kind of messaging and meaning behind it all i think it's got a really good message and stuff um and yeah i just think you know in terms of that it's just a more interesting film than onward onwards a bit more onward has a pretty nice message as well Mm. but i don't Mm. think it's at the same level even though in terms of quality they're both like in terms of uh, story quality at least they're both fairly similar yeah 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 um yeah, that one on Disney Plus. Obviously, it was meant to be um, released in cinemas, but they changed changed their plan. Obviously, when they realised how bad the situation was and that cinemas weren't going to be able to open anytime soon, which oh, I, well, I'm glad. I, I, yeah, you couldn't I'm just glad land they it, didn't but, charge extra for it then. Yeah, well, they could have done easily, couldn't they? Um, yeah. So at least they didn't do that. But yeah, it's just a real shame. Well, they Disney didn't get any money from me. Yeah. And that's all we'll say on the matter. Yeah. <laughs> but Peps, Peps, sorry, remind me again how you saw it. I basically <laughs> Don't watched say it too my, much. My brother's got a Disney Plus account, which I have access to actually. He's right. got an account on it. Um, but he was over for Christmas, and he oh, yeah. said, "Right, let's sit down and should we stick a film on?" And and that's really what we we all just sat down and watched it. Yeah. Um, and I, you know. I know pick animations aren't specifically for kids, but you would think a family of the youngest being 24 now or 23, um, you know, with my parents, that wouldn't have been the go-to film, but he just said, come on, let's put it on, let's see. And everybody, everybody enjoyed it. We did, we, we agree. I agree with you, Richie. We didn't think it was the best animation film by a mile, no. but we all enjoyed it. So, you know. Yeah, yeah that's, that, it's kind of a, an easy win for families, isn't it? Things like yeah. this. Um you know, it can be a fucking nightmare trying to decide a film that you're entitled to. Oh, God. Fucking oh, God, yeah. Watch. Yeah, but there's there's always... There's usually, st- you know, films like this with Pixar as well. They usually try and cater for the adults and they usually do a pretty yeah, good th- job with it. Yeah, definitely. That's what they're, like, mm. fam- um, famous for. 
yeah, so it, definitely a real shame. I was looking forward to seeing this in, on the big screen. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's a good point, and I want to bring that up. It definitely feels like it should have been on uh, watched on the big screen. It would have looked amazing, and yeah. huge well, shame that weren't able to watch it that way. And that's and that's how it was intended, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Also, there's something at the end which I found very strange, Joe. I don't know if you remember this, uh, but like after the credits, they did a little a little post credits meme, just a little thing where where one of the characters comes in and basically just says. The, the film's over, go home, whatever. I don't really... Oh, really? Oh, I think... Kind of, it's kind of been done, so I don't really see why they needed... Well, after the, all the credits? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I just thought that that was a very strange thing to add into a film that was not released in cinemas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you are already at home watching it. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, they might have taken that out. They could have easily done that. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Right. Well done, Sol. Yeah. Well done, Sol. Yeah, good job, Sol. Over to you, Pepster. Right, okay, we're on to most refreshing performance. So Yeah, this nice. one might this one might need a bit of explanation, perhaps. Yeah, let's just let's just give a quick definition. Uh, okay. So refreshing performance. He doesn't even know we are saying else. is not necessarily best performance. Yeah. Because we've got a category for that on our own, <laughs> on its own. However, most refreshing performance is somebody that's sort of taken us by surprise maybe mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised we, yeah yeah we are pleasantly oh okay their performance was better than than we thought we might be pleasantly surprised by their performance we mm-hmm. might not have expected a lot from them and they've gone above and beyond or they may be a great performer and a great actor to begin with and they have maybe taken on a role that we've not seen them in before and yeah. we were really quite impressed by them very good yeah, uh, definition there, Joe. That's, that's, that's the exactly most, refresh, it. That's the most yeah. refreshing performance of the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly Why, thank it. you. Yeah. I'm not I'm normally very good at thinking on my feet, but uh, <laughs> you say erm a couple of times and you give yourself some room to think. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the nominees for most refreshing performance are Matt Johnson for Anne at 13,000 feet, Tom Holland for The Devil All the Time, Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems and Harry Melling for The Devil All the Time. And the film night Oscar goes to Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems. Yeah, yeah. pretty well obvious. Well done, Mr. Sandler. Yeah, brother. Yeah, and he really deserved this. I mean, we've, we've spoken ill of this man many a time down the years and we've reviewed some of his uh, worst films. Ridiculous Six um, is one of them. But this was uh, it. It knocked, it knocked me for six. Really, I did not think he had this in him at all, and he was outstanding um, right the way through. Um, he showed a real range of emotions. It was obviously a very dramatic role, um, and he was yeah. He he fully deserves this. There are some other great nominees, of course. Um, Matt Johnson, slightly different role for him. Uh, not so much looking down the barrel like he does with his Nirvana, The Band, The Show and The Dirties and all the other things we've seen him in. Tom, Tom, yeah, Operation Avalanche. Tom Holland was brilliant as well. A slightly darker role for him as opposed to what we're used to seeing him in the Marvel stuff. Yeah. But I think I think there was always going to be a clear winner for this one. I don't know what you boys think, but... Well, Harry yeah. Melling was a good one as well, I think, for that uh, yeah. for nomination. Um, D- Dudley Dursley. Yeah, actually, yeah. Because that just I, came out of nowhere. 
Yeah, and I think we all recognised him from somewhere, but we couldn't quite put our finger on it until we Googled it. I, did, I didn't recognise him until... No, I, I recognised him. I, 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 I could tell, tell by his oh, did you not? Sunk, yeah. sunken eyes. I yeah. I thought he was American. I thought he was just a random American. He did a very good accent. He was very good. And I think also when we saw him in the Harry Potter films, when he was a bit younger, he was a bit more rotund. Um, I think he's yeah. lost yeah, a bit I of weight. I think you're right, Jack, yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and... <laughs> and he maybe he wasn't... A bit, uh, Christ. And he maybe wasn't quite an amazing actor. But uh, yeah. he's, he's, certainly grown in, he's certainly grown into himself in many ways. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what, what, what did you think then of Adam Sandler then? Because... Yeah, he was he was brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he uh, summed it all up very well, very well, Jack. Um, he was uh, it was an absolutely stunning performance uh, from him in a stunning film, um, and uh, yeah, it, I think it knocked everyone for six for ridiculous six. Uh, <laughs> didn't see that one come in at all. Yeah, it just goes to show what he's capable of, and hopefully we see more of it. Um, I know he oh. did a. What was that film he did recently that you talked well, about last week? Or you talked about off air? Herbie Halloween or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah back... Herbie Halloween, I think. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, I remember um, seeing that on Netflix. I didn't watch it, of course. but Yeah, yeah so he's, he's, he's very, very quickly gone back to uh, gone back to his roots. I mean, maybe, maybe he just loves that sort of comfort zone of just turn up. And just yeah, yeah it loves a paycheck, Jack. Is what let's loves. go to yeah, let's go to a, yes, let's go to and film somewhere on a tropical island, make yeah. a shit ton of money doing so. I, I can't, I don't blame him. Don't have to emotionally yeah. put so much into the performance. Can just rock I mean, up, yeah, yeah. look at the script I mean, and go. Okay, I'll say those lines. Someone's gonna pay you millions of dollars just to shit something out like that. And <laughs> yeah. Go to a gorgeous location and. Uh, make out with gorgeous women in the process, <laughs> then you know, I, I honestly, yeah. yeah, I don't honestly, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, blame him that much. No, I don't blame him, but it just goes to show that he, he is capable of it. So, um, yeah, very mm. well deserved, Mr. Sandler. Yeah, right. Is it me? Yes, we'll it is. say as well. We'll say as well. Um, Tom Holland, I know we just said Harry Mellon was great in Devil All the Time, but yeah, Tom Holland, we thought, um, well, most of us have only ever seen him in Spider Man. Yeah, I didn't know he had that side to him, so that's mm. why he was in there as well. And he was he was talked about um, as, a, as a potential winner. Uh, Sorry, has anyone seen him in anything else? He was in he was in Lock, but it was only his voice. Right. Oh, <laughs> and he was, but again, also only his voice. And he was in he was in that film like a talk, like a tsunami film with I think oh who else was bleeding in it? <laughs> True story, like you know when when the tsunami the impossible. Hit, the impossible, that's it. You McGregor. That's it, yeah. Um, I never saw that. So no one's seen him in anything else then? Um, no, I don't think I have, to be honest. Uh, no. He's going to be in a upcoming... Just looking at his... Um... Not, not including voice work, because obviously he was in Onward as well. Yeah, yeah, not including voice work. Just looking at his IMDb, and he's got a few due to come out this year, but... He's, well, he says he's got an untitled Spider-Man sequel, but three others that are not Spider-Man related that sound semi-interesting. So, be yeah, worth there's one, out. there's one that's been in like development for like fucking five years or something. Oh, is that um? Oh, which one's that? Can't remember what oh. it's called. It's not Cherry. It's, it's the, the one with Chaos it's Walking the one with... Or Uncharted. Yeah, I think it's Chaos. Yeah, Walking. Ca- Chaos Walking. That's it. Yeah, yeah. 
It's been it's in like with, it's been in like development purgatory or something. Yeah, or something. It's, it's with um Daisy Ridley, she's in that. But I think that's <laughs> yeah. Mickelson as well. But I think that is coming mm. out. I think that is finally coming out soon because they've released a few trailers for that. Yeah, they keep on they keep on do- March. saying that though. <laughs> yeah, they keep saying that. But um yeah, Cherry, I saw that little teaser trailer that the, the Russo brothers put on their Twitter and Looks quite interesting. I mean, yeah. Obviously, obviously, not a lot to go off, but I hope he keeps choosing quite varied roles like this because it's it's good to see him not only doing the mainstream stuff and because obviously he could if he wanted to, like we just said with Adam Sandler. You know, he's getting paid God knows how much to play Spider Man. Well, it's but, a good um, stra- it's a good strategy, isn't it? It's the the RPAT strategy yeah. of, of well, I suppose yeah. it's probably not the ex- exactly the same because I'm sure I'm sure he loves playing Spider Man. Who fucking wouldn't? It's probably not yeah. quite the, quite the same. But you just take, you know, yeah. take something like that as a jumping off point to, uh, yeah, and then you can start being picky about what work you do, can't you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, he was he was excellent in The Devil all the time, um, but uh, yeah, I think Adam Sandler is the the clear winner there. Yeah, has to be. It's a definition of it. Yeah. Okay, moving on then. Now then, another big award. It's time to announce the winner of Best Score. All right. Now this this was the one that uh, this was the last award that we decided on. We yep. took us. We all had to listen back to all of these nominees, mm-hmm. and they are Mank, Saint Maud, Parasite, Uncut Gems, and Waves. Yeah. And the film night Oscar goes to Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> score um more specifically we need to congratulate jail jung for his composing on this film it was just sublime and and richie mentioned it at the top of the show we could so easily have given it to well all of them to be honest um i think the closest the closest uh contender because woody cast his vote for this film was uncut gems Mm -hmm. um i was struggling with, with with this uh, Parasite, Uncut Gems, and Mank. I was struggling with. Yeah, to be fair, Mank was brilliant, and and also just it was quite interesting, wasn't it? Finding out that they had only used instruments from the era, mm. um, which just adds that little bit of interest. But yeah, I just remember watching Parasite, and and obviously the performances were outstanding, the cinematography, as, as we've mentioned. But another thing that sticks in the memory really strongly is the score. I mean, it genuinely does. You, you think back to it, and it's just. It's it's there the whole way through, and it it just lifted everything. Very true, Jack. It's like another character in itself. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I mean, I concur. I was listening to it on the way both Parasite and Uncut Gems, the soundtrack on the way back uh, from work tonight. And as soon as you hear that first track of Parasite, mm. you, just, you remember the whole film. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it just make it makes you feel the film. Even when you're driving down the M6 motorway, you know, yeah. just listening. It to takes it, you it's right great. back, doesn't it? Yeah, it really. I think does. I think that is true of Uncut Gems as well, though. But very. I, compl- yeah, I was just about unique. to say, I, it, it is definitely, and I was listening to Uncut Gems as well, and I put in the group. I mean, Parasite just nudged it. Yeah. Only, only by a whisker. Um, they, and they're they so different. Much, That's the beauty of it. They are so different, but I think they're pretty, pretty similar as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Woody, any 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 words for Uncut Gems? Yeah, well, I had Uncut Gems was my vote. Um, 
and it's it was by a guy called Daniel Lopatin who um I, I quite like his work. I, I didn't realise he was actually he was signed to Warp Records and he was um he's got a different <laughs> recording name for when he records as a one oh tricks point never is his name. I didn't realise it was the same person. Um <laughs> I re- I really like his stuff anyway. Um but I remember when I was watching Uncle Gems it was, it was just it kind of blew me away really and it was there's so much going on in that film but the the script was like pep said then very well it takes you back as soon as you hear it Um, yeah Mm. and i will say with mank and waves they're both they're both done by trent reznor and atticus ross who we all love here but yeah so so different and all the all five of them are amazing and could win it in any other year i'd say Mm. yeah but and the fact that Mank and Waves were actually done by the same people, but are just, I mean, there's no similarities in them whatsoever. Yeah. It's, it's just quite, it's quite astounding, really. They're becoming um, quite yeah. sought after those two now, aren't they? They are, oh, yeah. They really and, are. and rightly so. Rightly so, I'd say, because mm. obviously Trent Reznor had a proper career in Nine Inch Nails before he started doing scores, but mm. um, it's nice to see him working with different actors, uh, sorry, directors, uh, yeah. Instead of instead of Fincher every time, you know he's, he's working with uh, Trey Edward Schultz and yeah, mm-hmm. we've seen him a few other times, haven't we? His name pop up yeah, and Saint Maud as well. Yes, because um, it was um, wasn't it mid nineties? He did as well uh, for um, yes, Joan, Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill, which was another brilliant score. It was, um, and another one that's so different and varied because you got all the nineties hip hop elements and stuff. So mm. they are amazing as a duo of them too. And the other one we haven't mentioned really is Saint Maud. Um, that was another one that was I listened yeah. back to that. Oh my god! I mean, I, I was getting scared <laughs> sitting in a laptop doing, doing work one day. Jesus wept. It's so yeah. creepy. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he could consider himself unlucky to miss out on that one because yeah, it was, an, it was another belter. Yeah. So, yeah, this was. This it's was no un- surprise, but this was probably the, the highest uh, debated one, I'd say, between us. Mm. Yeah, they. It was an incredibly strong category, wasn't it? Yes. Um, and yeah, Re- Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross—they're really uh, going places, and I'd I'd love to know what they're working on right now because you can guarantee that they're getting offers left, right, and centre. Yeah, probably um, they'll be working on um, uh, Spider-Man Three with the. In the MCU, <gasps> Holland probably. Well, are they? Was that, is that confirmed? No, no. Just, <laughs> just yanking the old chain. I know, but I, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. But yes, um, congrats to Jail Jung and Parasite because it was, as Peps just said, just spine tinglingly good. Okay, over to you, Richie. Let's just give a, sh- let's just give a shout out to. Oh, give me a sec because I've just got Adam. Adam Janata Bazowski for St. Maud. Well done, lad. Well it's done easy for you to say. Yeah, to be fair, I know, yes, I'll take did. a run up for that one. <laughs> right. Yeah, we've got to get his name out there. It's only fair, isn't it? Um, okay. Uh, right, on to me then. Uh, next category we have here is the most disappointing year. Um, now, this uh, is one that sounds... Uh, exactly what it is uh it's uh although it's not just people this could go to people or companies or just anything really in the uh in the film industry um that has just produced such absolute shite um consistently consistently um that uh, it just has to be recognized so 
the nominees for most disappointing gear are Sasha Baron Cohen, Warner Brothers, and Disney. And the Film Night Oscar for most disappointing year goes to Sasha Baron Cohen. Bravo. Thank you very much. Oh, he's taken away a few awards tonight, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, he's just, he, him in general has just been a bit of a disappointment um, in Borat, producing both, well, everything he had to do in that. I don't know all the different roles that he was involved in it, but I imagine it was a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and um, perhaps even more so uh, as an actor in uh, the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Mm. I, mm. I I felt he was quite poor in that. So uh, yeah, there he yeah, is. Yeah, you bought, Yeah, you guys really went keen, and you, you, at the time, I actually thought he did a pretty good job, but after the discussion we had on that episode, you know, I do understand sort of where you're coming from and yeah, it didn't really work. Um, so, but do you want to just expand a bit slightly on why we might have included uh, the other two nominees? Yeah. Well, uh, Disney is fairly obvious. Um, yeah. Although I don't know how disappointing it is particularly because I don't know if we really come to expect anything better from them. Actually, actually, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, let's, Let's not expand just yet because we've got an award coming up where we will have to dive in a bit more into both of those nominees. So okay. why don't we leave it? Why don't we leave it there? Yes. Okay. Well, this, they've just basically both produced a lot of shit. So there you go. Um, yeah. Moving on to Mr. Woodsford. Okay, and it gives me great honour to to announce this next award. I will say um, it's only right that I think you will announce this award. <laughs> It's only right that the person that couldn't see it because his eyes are in the back of his cerebral cortex nominates <laughs> the, reads out the, the nominees. Um, the award is for biggest eye-rolling moments. And again, oh, just looking at these, oh my word. Some amazing, amazing it, nominees. Sorry, can, can you even read it, Woody? Yeah, your, your eyes are in the back of your head. As your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice one. Uh, the nominees are the ending of the trial of the Chicago Seven. Beautiful. Kenneth Branagh's portrayal of Russian oligarch Andrei Sator in Tenet. <laughs> the caption at the end of Borat's subsequent movie film that says, now vote. Classic. Obviously, Pep didn't see that bit because he turned it off. <laughs> and the scene in Borat's subsequent movie film in which Borat's daughter dances with her bloody Vagine out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know, I've just been a bit sick in my mouth thinking about that. Excellent. And excellent the film... <laughs> yeah, excellent nominees. But the film night Oscar goes to the ending of the trial of the ship of Rose Seven. Brother. Just just expand exactly what the actually do we want to do that? A bit spoilery. Uh well beware for spoilers. Yeah, I think we need to go into this. <laughs> the trial we can't leave it Chicago Seven. Um, I don't think we'll really give away too much. It's more just, it's more just about the, uh, the, the huge, cliched "God bless America" ish <laughs> feeling that comes from somebody poning a figure in authority, and then everyone else around them gets up and applauds them 
it really was that kind of uh, bullshit feeling from that film. Um, yeah. In, a, in an otherwise fairly enjoyable film for me, at least. Um, yeah. I, it I made think... even worse by the fact that our research we were doing when we were recording found out it didn't even happen. So we just made it up. For, for some it's based yes. on a true story, they ended up just making it up well, for a dramatic effect, didn't they? And it yeah, well, I mean, how could mind. that have happened, though? Really? Uh, uh, yeah, that is ridiculous. Ridiculous. The, ju- I mean, the yeah. judge furiously smashing away with his uh, what do you call it? Um, gavel. 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 Yeah, as if that's going to do anything. <laughs> what? Why isn't this working? I don't understand. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, yeah. Just and ridiculous. he could just walk out because the trial's finished. <laughs> yeah. Trial of the Ridiculous Seven. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, they should have named it that. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, very strong category. Very strong category. I was going to um, say very strong category, and there is a, a link between all, well, not all of them, but three out, is it three out of the four? Yeah, three out of yes. the four of those films. Yeah, yeah. And that has uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, creating them. Uh, there's yeah, there's back, your explanation. Our, um, yeah. The biggest disappointment. Yeah, yeah, and and we got to give a quick one. Word. Yeah, go on. Are you going to talk about Kenneth? Well, yeah. Well, I was actually going to say one could argue that Sasha Baron Cohen might have actually done a better job at portraying the Russian oligarch than Kenneth <laughs> <Canada>. <laughs> Oh my! Probably, yeah. That would have been a sight for sore eyes, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, that that tenant that performance is such a strange one. It was just so full of tropes wasn't it and he wasn't intimidating at all yeah i don't know it it had to have been a choice to make it feel like bondish yeah but yeah i'm not sure it was the right choice yeah and his name name might pop up again in a minute boys so yeah and his and his wife that he's trying to intimidate is towering above him (laughs) 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 yeah um but yeah some of those like yeah those are the ones those scenes, uh, Woody, Woody was uh, chose the scene of uh, Borat's daughter dancing with her vagine out, um, which is worthy. Um, but I, that I, I had to bring up the now vote caption at the end of the film. It was just such a, oh, that, I don't know, even, pompous kind of like, yeah. as though he's sitting back and, and being like, there you go, right there. Now that you've seen this film, now this is going to have a heavy impact on your yeah, like political like, yeah. like he's some sort of beacon of yeah, exactly. truth. I'm yeah. I'm the one with all the all the information you don't have. Now that you've seen what I have to offer, now you may go yeah. and vote. Now now it is up to you. Yeah, it's yeah. Now you can the, make your mind up. It's, yeah, it's the most pathetic fucking thing to do. Yeah, I've not seen it, and I don't think I will. But I can just imagine that moment and. I almost wish I'd seen Richie's reaction. Oh, yeah, I was having a fucking seizure. (laughs) Frothing at the mouth. Yeah. (laughs) But well done to Aaron Sorkin and uh, his brilliant writing for that um, ending there that he conjured up. Bravo. Although that's, I do think it's a bit harsh because I liked quite a bit of his writing for the rest of the film. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but this is our rolling moment. It's just one little moment. Yes, yes, yes. I understand. I think we all agreed actually that was other other than that and a few other things it was quite a good film um but yes a worthy winner okay over to Mr Joseph Pet McClafferty okay now we move on to the weakest genre 
of the year. And the nominees are all genres. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, we've, I think we foreshadowed the, uh, the winner of this one. Yeah. Seemed a bit pointless to have specific nominees for this one. We'd be here all yes. day going through every action, sci fi, rom com, <laughs> every single little job. Yeah. Let me just uh, get my list out. Right. <laughs> oh. So the award, the film that Oscar for weakest genre of the year goes to comedy. Bravo. Yeah. 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 I think pretty poor, pretty poor year for, for comedy. Yeah. Really slim pickings. And, and what there was, what they actually did come out with, um, not that we saw much of it, but didn't look uh, very good at all. One that we haven't spoken about is that Melissa McCarthy one that came out a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, and James Corden. Oh, yeah, stuff, yeah, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And, I really, um, I really hope for a vast improvement next year, next year. And the one, year. I mean, and, and the one other one that we did see that wasn't the one that won best comedy uh, that we enjoyed. We even having to have a fucking debate about whether it's a fucking comedy or not. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Is it? Is it? And it's actually the second time comedy's won that award. Yeah, we need some comedies here. Come on, guys, fucking love yeah, we, comedy. We all love comedy, don't we? We need more of it. So oh, I love comedy. Can't get enough of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> need more of that. Yeah, bring back uh, David Brent life on the road. Maybe we've that. maybe we've just become so cynical that no comedy, <laughs> no comedy will ever be a comedy yeah. anymore. Yeah, we've just become so miserable. No. Uh, <laughs> okay, Jack. Right. Ah, uh, yes. I have the absolute honour. Oh yeah, I wonder. I wonder who uh, put this list together. If who gets to read out the awards? <laughs> no, no, all, all's fair. All's fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do have the absolute honour of announcing. <laughs> I was just even laughing thinking about it. Um, the winner of the Sean Bean Award. Mm. Now this this first came into being at our very first Filmlight Oscars back in 2015, mm-hmm. where where we where we. Presented Sean Bean with an award for the most confusing casting. I think we had the idea for this award before we even had the idea to do an award ceremony. I think we did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and this was for the moment in The Martian <laughs> when uh, they're having a sort of, I think they're in a laboratory or something and they're having a discussion about how to rescue these stranded astronauts. Yeah, I think this is like more than halfway through the film as well. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a good at least one hour in. <laughs> And who's the last actor you expect to pop up in The Martian? <laughs> Sean Bean. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, and so from that moment forward, we've created an award uh, in his honour, named after him. Um, and this, is, this goes to somebody who just pops up out of nowhere, really, and it's, it's not a film you'd expect them to be in. Um, so the nominees are Kenneth Branagh for Tenet, mm-hmm. Benedict Wong for The Personal History of David Copperfield, <laughs> Sir Michael Caine for Tenet, and Gene Reno for The Five Bloods. And the Film Night Oscar for the Sean Bean Award 2020 goes to Benedict Wong for his performance in the personal history of David Copperfield. Take it away, Richie and Woody, you both saw him. I mean, how strange was it to see Benedict in this film? It's about as strange as it is when he pops up in any film. 
to be honest. Yeah, it, it, I was going to say, is there a film he could be in in which he wouldn't be considered for this, for this award? No, it, it's just it's just the kind of person that when he pops up, it just puts an absolute grin on your face and a, and a bit of a laugh, which I think is uh, very much in the spirit of this award because that is that was yeah. our reaction to Sean Bean popping up. It, it just sort of throws you off. It takes you it's sort of off guard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but especially something like this, because isn't this like a period comedy drama type thing? Uh, I'll be honest, Jack. I, I don't think I could remember too much about this film. It wasn't very good. Um, yeah. No, you didn't like it, did you? No. Despite Benedict's appearance. <laughs> no, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, it's just always nice to see him, I think. It is. And it's, you know, it's the third third year running, well, not running, but third time we've done this award. And the fact Mr. Wong hasn't won it yet is is a bit of a crime in itself. So I think it's it's about time. Yeah, I think it's always a difficult uh, award to give out because I don't think it really happens that often um, that you get something that encapsulates uh, that feeling that we had when we first saw Shawnee Boy no. uh, pop up in a in a lab coat um, looking around <laughs> with his thick Yorkshire with accent. Absolutely no attempt to look like he knew what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, exactly, and I, I don't think that will ever be beaten for sheer Sean Bean Award um, greatness. Really, that is the that is the barrier. Sorry, that is the um, yeah the barrier the bar. Sorry, the bar. And oh. um, yeah, very deserving. Let's give a quick mention to Sir Michael as well for his one scene in Tenet. I think we all sort of felt a bit strange after that because he didn't look too well, really, and <laughs> it was that one scene chewing away on his medium to well done steak and um yeah sat down at the table they literally yeah. wheeled him in to do it <laughs> yeah they wheeled yeah. him in that chewing, was on one, one piece of, chewing on one piece of steak throughout a 10 minute scene <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i don't think he actually got through one piece <laughs> um but congratulations to benedict um and over to richie with our next award the next award we have here is for the most underrated film. Uh, and the nominees for this are The Devil All the Time, The Platform, and The Gentleman. And the film like Oscar goes to The Gentleman, directed by Guy Ritchie. Well done. Well yeah, done. I, was, I did not have high hopes for this film really based just based on uh, recent films from Mr. Ritchie. Uh, mm. Well, that sounded weird to say. <laughs> uh, but uh, I really enjoyed it quite a bit and uh, thought it was pretty much getting back to what he's good at. And it was mm. a funny film. I liked it. Yeah, it was very funny, wasn't it? Good performances. Um, good story. Very funny. Great action. Just just had everything really. And like you say, back to sort of what he's best at. And hopefully he sticks to that because let's be honest, some of the stuff he's, didn't he do Aladdin? Yeah. Yes, I he did. Really strange decision to, to give him that job. Not that um, strange, Jack. Not that strange. Get that, well, well, get that cashola in. No, no, not, not strange that he accepted, but strange that Disney oh, they think of him. Yeah. Hmm. Um, perhaps do Woody, any thoughts on the gentleman? I was just trying to, I was going through the films uh, over the last few days and thinking, I've not discussed The Gentleman, I don't think, with you you guys. 
So it must have been lost in translation at some point, and I've missed one. And, but I watched it a good few months ago. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised, actually. My cousin recommended it to me and my dad. And he said, oh, no, it's, it's definitely worth watch, definitely worth watch. And I, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I quite enjoyed it. I wouldn't go as far as to say it was anything spectacular. But it, again, it was... I think this year, and I think we're going to go on to this probably maybe with our top five and bottom five. And we said it, I think, when we were discussing, there's quite a lot of films this year that have been in the middle mm. and have been very yeah. much sort of not amazing, but not poor either. There's loads of... And I wouldn't describe them as average films, actually, because they've got quite a, a lot of merits. But I definitely put that in this category. It it did sort of surpass expectations, um, yeah. So, do you I, think it's un- it. un- do you think it's underrated, Joe? Because you weren't able to be around for all of the decision making. Yeah. No, I, th- I think it is underrated. Um, I mean, I I didn't really expect much. I was like, okay, yeah, let's stick it on. You mm. know, we'll sit down and watch it. Nothing else to do, um, and I enjoyed it. So. Yeah, I don't um, remember there being a lot of talk about it either. No, it no, it sort oh. of came and went quite fast. Mm. Um. um Others, other nominees on here. Anyone want to touch on Devil All the Time, the platform? Well, let's I briefly think, talk um, about the platform. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, I think platform. I was the only one that watched it the right way. I watched it in Spanish with English subs, and yeah, I yeah yeah yeah. It made all the difference to me. I I really enjoyed the film, and you guys re- really didn't with the terrible dubbing. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I wish I'd yeah I wish I'd done that. Yeah. Well, I won't make that mistake again. Now that I know that you can just well, change that quite easily. But also, um, I think yeah. we, I think this, I think even though we weren't as keen on it as you, I think we all really appreciated the uniqueness, the originality. Um, mm. You know that it's because it's quite a, obviously far fetched idea to have a prison that's just um, three hundred plus floors with two people on each, um, with with the massive table of food dropping all the way down. Um, I mean, you know, just that alone, it's it's quite an interesting idea. Um, it's well, it's not it was, a very, it's not a very efficient way to to have a prison, no. Yeah, well, yeah, but but, but that idea of sort of because I think they had to had a month on each, and then it was randomly reallocated, wasn't it, or something? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just the lengths that people would go to 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 try and get to the top, sort of thing, and um, and also the special effects were quite good. I seem to remember. Um, I know, I know, I, I know. We weren't massive fans on the performances or the English dubs, but actually, yeah, how it looked and quite violent as well. I'd be interested in watching it again, the real, the proper way. Yeah, I'd give it a go yeah, in I its would. Spanish language. Yeah. Hmm. Um. But yeah, the gentleman gets it. All right. Uh, on to Woody for our next award. All right. Um. The next award is for most underrated performance. And mm. the nominees are Lee Jung-un for Parasite, Amanda Seyfried in Mank, Julia Fox in Uncle Gems, Lucas Hedges in Waves, and Riley Keough for Devil All the Time. And the film night Oscar goes to Julia Fox for Uncle Gems. Well done, Julia. Yeah, really well done. Yeah, very good. What nominees there? Yeah, it was just another strong field. Um, mm. could, any of them really had a good shout, but 
I also had a, a read up about um, Julia Fox in this film, uh, I think earlier on today, whilst I was writing this up and I didn't, I'm not sure I realized at the time or whether you go, whether you boys did, but it was her um, acting debut. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't. No, I didn't, know. I didn't know that. I thought we yeah, talked so about that when we reviewed it. We might have done, to be fair. It was a while ago. I thought um, we just talked about other... Oh, I can't remember. Go on. Yeah, we, we may have touched on it. Um, but if we had, I, I'd forgotten. So when I saw that today, it almost uh, cemented the idea that, yeah, she definitely deserves this because um, she wasn't just the sort of uh, damsel in distress type sort of, you know, she, she had a lot going for her. She brought a lot to the film. Um, yeah, she was very good. Um and you know, I think maybe in another film it might have, she might have been uh, lauded a bit more. But um, obviously, yeah. with the, with the situation of it being Adam Sandler in this particular role, <laughs> yeah. that kind yeah. of overshadowed a lot of other <laughs> things. It so, did, but yeah. but but the, but the chemistry she actually shared with Adam Sandler in the scenes they had together was really strong. Yeah, um, and I remember believing, you know, fully fully believing in their relationship. Um, and there was a great scene uh, that she was heavily involved in where they had that argument in the nightclub. Um, mm. And that was a standout. She was excellent. Yeah, that's the one that uh, I have in my mind as well. Very good. Yeah. Does anyone want to talk about any of the nominees? Um, I think the... And I think it's somebody that we forgot, really, until we were going through the films and realised the, um, the housekeeper from Parasite. Yes. Because, um, I mean, we watched Parasite at the very beginning of the year, didn't we? In fact, we weren't in lockdown at that point. It was it was a cinema release, and we, we went and watched it. Hmm. Um, and, and I'm I so glad we were able to do that. Nearly oh, gosh, yeah. We could have fucking missed out on that, couldn't we? Yeah. Seems um, been a bit different. And I think she had... Her performance was... was underrated actually i don't think anybody really talked i don't think we i mean i think we probably mentioned her on the podcast when we yeah. reviewed it but um it was all about the family and, and and because it was such a big cast in a way um a big leading cast they really yeah. got all the all the discussion and all the mentions and i think her her performance was was, was really really good yeah she was great so, she so, was yeah. i definitely agree yeah. and all, all the she... nominees were were very good uh yeah, yeah. that's great um yeah, that's why there's so, there's so many. Yeah, Amanda Seyfried, we all enjoyed her a lot. And even though Mike was a disappointment, I think we all agreed that she was probably the best thing in it. Um, well, maybe the score as yeah, well. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, go on then. Um, yes, very strong field. Lucas Hedges, is somebody who, um, I think we first saw him in Manchester by the Sea. That's correct. Um but since then, I can't I can't remember names of films, but there was a couple that I think we just felt like he he dipped down a bit, or maybe yeah, I wasn't very keen on him in uh, Three Billboards. That was the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. Enough. No, it wasn't great in that, was he? But in this, it was. Yeah, he was brilliant. Um, yeah, and and he and he brought the the sort of com- comedic elements really well. It was very natural his performance, the way he approached her initially, and. Um, mm. Yeah, great, great field and unlucky to everyone who didn't quite win. But yeah, Julia Fox, congratulations. Yeah. All right, uh, Joseph. Okay, now we move on to the uh, Brightest Idea Award. <laughs> <laughs> um, One of our favourites. Oh, yes. 
Uh, this one need, or... might need a bit of a description, Joe. Well, I, I, I will, but boys, I'm going to put another brightest idea into the mix. Oh. Um, oh. Which I have literally just thought of. Live, yeah, live while... decision making in the You don't get this in the real Oscars, do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, while we've been talking. Um, but I think the brightest idea is um, it's, um, well, it's looking at the film industry and seeing what has been going on, what decisions have been made, and really a little bit of a hysterical look at what we think really isn't the brightest idea. Um, yes, it's usually, uh, it's usually an announcement or something for something that's upcoming uh, rather than something that's already happened. Yeah, okay. it's like looking in 2020. Yeah, it's like looking ahead um, yeah. for something that might oh, be in right, development well, this... or something. Oh, right, okay, then. Well, this one might not work. Oh, that's okay. You can give that's it to okay. us anyway. Yeah. Okay, right. I'll, I'll read, read the nominations. So the nominations for Brightest Idea are Disney's countless Star Wars and Marvel announcements. Oof, yeah, love it. Barry Jenkins directing a Lion King sequel. Baffling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Warner Brothers announcing that all of their 2021 films will be released on HBO Max on the same day as in the cinemas. That's a good idea. And... The fourth one I've just come up with is Disney announcing that because they're not going to, or they didn't release Mulan in the cinemas, they were going to charge their Disney Plus users that already pay £5.99 an extra £19.99 to watch the film. Yes. Yeah, they put it behind a paywall, yeah. That is a good one. I think it still works because it was an announcement that was made this year, uh, last year. So, last year. oh yeah, that yeah. that definitely it's works. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one, Joe. Uh, I just thought of it before, and when we talked about you. soul and things, and and it, yeah. it's not right, is it? You know, it's um, not it's right. Not, no, it's no, disgusting it's not right at all. No, it's actually, I think I think that would probably come in a close second to the uh, the the winner of this. To the winner. Well, if we're talking about winners. Then we'll go to the winner because <laughs> the winner of the Phil Knight Oscar for Brightest Idea goes to Warner Brothers. Bravo, well done, bravo. guys. Just remind us on, the, on what that was for, that announcement, Joe. Yes, that was for announcing that all of their 2021 films will be released on HBO Max on the same day as they go into the cinemas. Beautiful. Isn't that a good idea? Oh well, good. Oh, yeah, it's just it's just excellent for the it's excellent for the cinemas, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. So now it's like, oh well, now you have the option of going to the cinema, having to go out and drive to the cinema and watch something, or just sit home and, and watch it on your couch. I wonder what everyone will do. Yeah, um, yeah, and the cinemas are and the cinemas aren't struggling. You know, they don't need us to go. Nah, nah, nah. Plenty of money. Um, no, nope. uh, thank you, Warner Brothers, there for putting. Uh, Final nail in the in the cinema coffin there. Well, you yeah. know what? We we could have had another as well. <laughs> oh, go on. I, don't, I, I, I don't know what you think, but James Bond being postponed for a second yeah. time. What is that the one that's if, not been announced yet, but probably will be? Well, it's it's more than second time, isn't it? How many times? Well, is it? It probably yeah. is more than, yeah, because it was supposed to, it got delayed, didn't it, after, because of the first lockdown. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it got delayed again. So lots yep. of cinema an- antics this year. It's looking like it's going to go to November instead of April. I think, that, I think that one's a bit more of an understandable, at least, based on 
the uncertainty yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's not as bad. But, that's uh, not. As, it was it was bad initially, and, and we discussed this in full uh, on the episode. I remember talking about it, and we said that you know this was when cinemas were you know some were still able to actually be open. Obviously, ah, now yes. they're not. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, and yeah. so the cinemas that were open before we went into a full lockdown, yeah. um, something like James Bond being able to release that would have been huge for them because yes. they didn't have anything else. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Good but point. they decided, but they decided not to, and they took that small little beacon of hope and snatched it away from the cinemas. Um, yeah. Now it's obviously slightly different because there are no cinemas open. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, just back to this, just very quickly, back to this Warner Brothers thing. It seems so hasty as well. Like, I don't know why they would announce that now. Um, you know, they're saying that all of their films for this year, but by you know spring or summer cinemas might very well be open again so why don't they just say right until they do open again this is what we're going to do or you know it just seems like and also there's some huge films that like june is a warner brothers film that that would have been amazing on the big screen people are now going to choose to stay at home um hbo max is actually not available in the uk um it's only a us thing at the moment but i'm sure obviously one day it'll come over here but just really disappointing richie said it there might well be the the final nail in the coffin. Um, I hope well, it it's just because it's like it's like, yeah, they say it's going to be for this year, isn't it? But let's face it, it's, they're just going to carry on with it, aren't they? Yeah, and yeah, definitely. And the other scary thing about it is they've taken the lead, and okay, they're the first to do it, but you can bet your bottom dollar that other yeah. other, stu- other studios are going to they'll, they'll be having a keen eye on it, and they'll be seeing how successful it is, and if they and if they see that. HBO Max subscriptions go up tenfold. Oh, yeah. let's do this with Disney Plus. Yeah, oh, let's yeah. do this with Netflix. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So it sets a very dangerous precedent. Um, so that is why Warner Brothers gets that award. Good job. Right on to another big award, one of the most prestigious. <laughs> oh, and it's oh, and it's me announcing it. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, and this is the film night Oscar for best scene. And the nominees are Tyler storms the house party to confront his ex-girlfriend Alexis in waves. Anne introduces Matt to her family without him knowing in Anne at 13,000 feet. The wealthy family comes home early, causing mass panic and a scramble to clean up and hide in Parasite. Love that one. Yeah. Howard has an emotional breakdown alone in his office in Uncut Gems. Mm -hmm. And finally, Arvin confronts the Reverend, that's Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson, at the church in The Devil All the Time. And the Oscar, sorry, the film night Oscar, not the Oscar, the film night Oscar (laughs) for best scene goes to the scene in Waves where Tyler storms the house party and confronts his ex-girlfriend. Um, yeah, excellent scene. I mean, it, it, I remember it at the time, and this was one that Richie and I saw together at the Leeds Film Festival 2019. Mm. And you could feel it in the room. The tension was just, you know, everyone was feeling it. Everyone was in that moment, that great thing that cinema does when you're in a big screen. Oh, yeah. Everyone's in it at the same moment. And, um, and it had been building for a while, and then all of a sudden, this was the scene where it just sort of ticks over and he just rages. I think he steals his dad's car or something to get there. 
and you just know it's not going to end well for anybody. Um, no, but it still took it still took me by surprise. This is yeah, very what, spoilery. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah, we're not going to say exactly what happens, but yes, um, what eventually transpires took everybody by surprise. And I also remember, as well as the tension, there was an audible gasp from everyone. Um, because it was just such a shocking scene and, and we didn't expect it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a worthy winner, but you know, what, what a strong field. Yeah. Uh, when did you get, when did you get a chance to watch this one, Woody? What's a, which one? Waves. waves. Oh, waves. Oh yeah. That was about February time in the watershed independent cinema in Bristol. Yeah. Uh, just before mm. it all kicked off really with, Covid and whatever. Uh, so it's quite, oh no, quite it's a... January. Actually, it's actually in January. It's actually in January. So, all oh, right. Um, but so, did you have a similar experience with the high tensions and and audible gasps from the audience? Yeah, it, it was. It kind of, yeah, it it was amazing to. There's a lot of people because of the sound as well. It's just yeah, uh, yeah. You can just hear it, and the way it was edited as well, where it just <laughs> cut to black straight away, it was uh, kind of perfect. And I mean, that what what we're talking about here is exactly the reason why we're so against the Warner Brothers announcement. Is that yeah, you you don't get that you don't get that collective gasp, that collective laugh, cry, whatever it is, whatever film you're watching, yeah, uh, in the, in your own no. living room, in in your own house, you, you just don't you, you don't get that and, through and, streaming service. The sheer no, and the sheer the sheer wall of sound as well that really yeah. accentuates that. You know, it just wouldn't have been the same just no. watching it at home. No. Yeah. yeah it, seeing it how it's meant to be seen is always the best way to see a film. And uh, yeah, it's a shame obviously that can't happen, but let's just give a few shout outs as well. Um, Richie, I know you might, maybe wanted to talk about the scene in Parasite. Yeah, I just... Uh, I just really loved that scene as well. It's again a similar sort of thing in terms tension, of the, yeah. tension. I was so yeah, I was so on edge uh, yeah. when they found like when when they found out that the family's coming back. It's serious. It's literally just like a oh fuck moment. Yeah, and um, and they literally had about ten minutes. Oh, yeah. sorry, Hello, Siri going off. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember they had about ten minutes. And you're yeah. just thinking, and, and not only did they have to clean up everything, yeah, it's she, she had to cook a bloody meal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which then none of them fucking ate. <laughs> yeah. <that was> it. <laughs> yeah, so good. So good. Um, um, and then there's some, there's some great scenes in here. I also love the one we said for Anna at 13,000 feet. Um, yeah. That, that a, a sheer standout scene uh, in that one, which was... Uh, more awkward than tense. Well, it was tense, but in an awkward way. <laughs> really hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I think uh, I think it has to go to waves for that one. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. Pure cinema, that one. Yeah, really. There's there's loads of films like you said, Richie. Uh, going back over these now, I'd love to sort of go through them again. But Waves is definitely one. Um, and I know you're right. It won't be as good now watching at home, but. Um, I think there's still a lot in there to enjoy. Yeah, but you'll so. still have the memory of the experience. Yeah, you saw it for the first time. I'll link it back. Yeah, but if you had just watched it 
at home by yourself for the first time, then you wouldn't yeah. have that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, a first time watch is is always huge. So I'm I'm really, really glad we managed to and actually I'm also really glad that that, that particular film wasn't seen where we saw Jojo Rabbit. Um because that venue's the audio was even worse. Yeah, was it a diff? Are you sure? Did we not see that at the same? Place? Yeah, we saw that. No, we saw waves at the town hall. Yeah, but Jojo Rabbit, where was that? That was at a slightly different place. Didn't know Jojo Rabbit was at the town hall. Oh, so where was waves then? Uh, maybe that was at the View Cinema. I can't can't, can't quite remember. I think it might have been though. Maybe there was the, the View Cinema, which was which was a better experience than at the town hall. Okay, maybe it was then, yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Which is, that's because that's where we saw System Crasher as well. Yes, of course it was, yeah. Um, but yeah, very well done to Waves for best scene. Very well. Over, done. over to you. Uh, I was about to say Sean then. <laughs> over to you, Richie. Uh, thank you, thank you, Jack. Um, right, well, uh, yeah, I've got the honour of another very, very prestigious uh, award, which is best director. Very exciting. Uh, and the nominees are Rose Glass, or sorry, Rose Glass for St. Maud, uh, Trey Edward Schultz for Waves, Benny and Josh Safdie for Uncut Gems. How do you say this one, Jack? Um, Celine Schiama. Celine Schiama for Portrait of a Lady on Fire and Bong Joon Ho for parasites or Junho Bong, I'm not sure which is his preferred yeah. way of saying yeah. it. Um, and the film like Oscar for best director of 2020 goes to Bong Junho for parasites. Has to be definitely deserving of a round of applause. Absolute masterpiece. It, uh, yeah, yeah. There was been has been a new addition to this list though, Jark. From has you. indeed, yes. Um, that has indeed. I watched this earlier today. In fact, portrait of a lady on fire. Um, and to be quite honest, there's a lot more categories I could have fit it into, but I didn't want to just. It didn't seem right to just sort of suddenly shove it in everywhere. But this was one I had to nominate her for. Um, and, and you mentioned, Richie, you've got it on DVD. You really do need to watch it. Yeah, um, I, I'm really annoyed with myself that I didn't watch it before yeah. before this because I'd just forgotten that I that I got it. Yeah, well, I I was just looking through some you know letterbox. People have made lists of the best of 2020, and this is one that appears in numerous. Um, so I thought, right, get it on. So I got it. You can rent it for less than five pounds on on Amazon. Um, and in. I won't go into it all, but yeah, obviously I just felt the direction was stunning. Um, every single frame was just gorgeous to look at. Um, yeah, that's so, so I just felt it ha she had to get a nomination. It, it wouldn't have felt right not to. Um, having said that, Bong Joon-ho is, is the worthy winner. Um, again, I think we, rem we all remember how, how stunning it was to watch. Um, you know, just a master at work. Um, mm -hmm. But all the nominees, you know, could have quite easily gone to any of them, really. Yeah, well, it's it's true for most of the categories, I think. Um, and you're starting to be a bit of a pattern with the with all the same films. Uh, yeah, but that happens. That, 
That's yeah, it's always going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, of course it does. You can't avoid yeah. it. Can't avoid it. If you've got a, if you've got an excellent film, you know, in all these major categories, direction, cinematography, it's going to be strong, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, um, it's it's usually the best films are the best films because they excel in every category. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, no, and, and Rose Glass, she deserves a mention as well because I think this was her feature film debut. Might be wrong yeah. about that. Um, I, think, I think it's right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right, and 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 that is incredibly impressive. Because um, watching it, it she you know the direction was really assured. Um, yeah, and, and and it was a incredibly uh, creepy film, wasn't it? And it, it got under our skin. Yeah, it was excellent. So yes, congrats to Bong Joon Ho. All right, and uh, over to Woodsford. Well, we've got the worst performance of the year award now and there's a whopping eight nominees for this one so bear with me <laughs> listeners wow hellfire i mean yeah good jesus highly highly full <laughs> category this one well no one deserves so I'll just to get into stuff. it yeah. oh no no um we've got a whopping eight so here we go frank langella for the trial of the chicago seven will ferrell for eurovision song contest the story of fire saga Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago 7. Kenneth Branagh for Tenet. Elizabeth Debicki for Tenet. Julian Dennison for mm. Christmas Chronicles Part 2. Rachel McAdams for Eurovision. And Dev Patel for The Personal History of David Copperfield. Let me catch my breath. Wow. That is a lot of nominations. What a great list. And the <laughs> Film Night Oscar goes to Julian Dennison for the Christmas Punk Chronicles Part 2. Well done to Julian there. Oh, it seems a, bravo, it, bravo. It's quite sad we've come to this day awarding this particular actor with this award because we uh, we loved him so much, didn't we, in Hunt for the Wilder People? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Although I have to say, I don't think I was like um, particularly keen on him in uh, Deadpool 2 either. No, actually. It wasn't great. No, no, it wasn't great. No. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Yeah. Perhaps, uh, perhaps one of those actors that is quite dependent on a director for a great performance. Yeah, maybe so. And, and the good news is he's still obviously a very young actor, so he's got plenty of time to make up for it. Absolutely. Um, um, but no, yeah, he was pretty poor in The Christmas Chronicles Part 2, which was... A pretty poor film to begin with, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, after the first we, one, which Woody Woody enjoyed the first one. That's true. I did. That's yeah. true. But he wasn't in that one, was he? No. Um, but some, no, they got they got him in when they got the bigger budget. Some amazing nominees there, and I would like to say that I can't believe that Kenneth Branagh is leaving the film night Oscars ceremony without taking home an award. For his absolute, <laughs> absolute dire performance in Tenet, um, uh, he, 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 I think he got my vote, but my god, he was bad. Yeah, that's the one that got away, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's got yeah, he's, he's, he's got lucky this year. He's very lucky, very lucky. Yeah, on another year, if we perhaps didn't have as many nominees, he would almost certainly have scooped it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't actually see obviously Julian Dennison's performance, but. I can imagine it, and I, I trust you two on that one. Thank you. Uh, 
<laughs> over to Pepster. Thank you very much. Right, we move on. We've had the uh, worst performance. Now we go to the worst film. We must be getting and, towards uh, the end of this fucking list now. Christ, there's still quite a few. <laughs> Yeah. About four left. The, the nominees for worst film are Greed, The Christmas Chronicles Part Two, Coffee and Cream, Eurovision Song Contest. It, it's, co- it's coffee and Kareem, Joe. Oh. <laughs> Apologies. Coffee and Cream. <laughs> we'll, we'll just we'll just go back. Coffee and Kareem. <laughs> and Eurovision Song Contest. The story of Fire uh, Saga and Evil Eye. Fuck is Evil Eye? I don't remember that being mentioned. It was it was one that I I'm the only one that's seen that part oh, of the Blumhouse. Oh, oh yes, yeah, I do remember. <laughs> part okay. of the Blumhouse tripe. Yeah. yeah. And so the film night Oscar for the worst film goes to Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of Fire Saga. <laughs> Woo! Well done, well done. I think we need to. Move to Mr. Woodford on this one. <laughs> Completed utter dross. Yeah. It really is the only half star I've given this year. And wow. rightly nice. so. Rightly so. Uh, yeah, well, you were the only one I've to got see a feeling this it's going to be mentioned before. Yes, I, I was. Um, and I've got a feeling it's going to be mentioned again later on in the proceedings. <laughs> just, just, any, if anyone listening out there that feels like it's a good idea to stick this on. Don't avoid like the plague because I, I got to a point where I wasn't even watching it. I was pissing about watching something else on my laptop at the end of it, but it's just on in the background, uh, just so I could read out this award. Just so you could, yeah. <laughs> I think in honor of, uh, I think in celebration of this winning this award, Richie, why don't you put in one of the? Uh, I think there's many songs in this film. Was the Woody? So why don't we just hear a yeah, quick bit of one of them? Yeah. Oh yeah, here, here it is. Here's, here's a bit of a. A bit of a tune for you. When I feel your gentle touch and things are going our way, I wanna spill my love on you all day, all day. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. My love for you is growing wide and long. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, oh, isn't it? Amazing. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Thank you. Cheers, Will. Uh, all right, and it's over to JC9. Yes, it is. Um, this next award, we're into the real business end now. Best <laughs> script. The nominees are St. Maud, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Pausing to see if anyone jumps in there. <laughs> no, no need to do that, Jack. Please stay uh, completely impartial. The Devil All the Time, Uncut Gems, and Parasite. Mm-hmm. And the film like Oscar for Best Script goes to Uncut Gems, written by Ronald Bronstein, Josh Safdie, and Benny Safdie. Very good. Very good show, yeah. boys. Yeah. yeah, it was excellent script, wasn't it? It was a very good script. Yeah, um, right. There's a lot of great things about that film. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, very, very interested to see the next thing that the Safdie brothers put their name behind. 
Yeah. Oh, I still need to watch that one that you two have seen. What's it called? Good time. Yeah, you do. Very good. Would you'll you actually have, have a good time watching it? Wasn't it one of you two that actually thought that was better than Uncut Gems? Um, I think maybe I did. I'm not sure now. I have to rewatch them. Yeah, but um, yeah, I need to watch that. And yeah, what I'm very interested actually. What they're going to do next? I don't know if they've got anything in development. But um, yeah, we've spoken a lot about that film now, but it is deserving of that award. Um, I don't know if Richie, you want to. Have your say very quickly on uh, Charlie Kaufman. Well, I think it's an absolutely incredible script and full of uh, extremely clever analysis of the mind, as usual, from Mr. Kaufman. I think he's an absolute genius. Okay. Um, Right, so congrats to Uncut Gems. Over to Mr. Richie Withers. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Clark. and uh, this next category is for the Best Actress. The nominees are uh, Park Sodam for Parasite, Dara Campbell for Anna at 13,000 Feet, Bucky Bakray for Rocks, Taylor Russell for Waves, Morfid Clark for St. Maud, Tony Collette for I'm Thinking of Ending Things, and Cho Yo Jong for Parasite. That's a big list of names as well, isn't it? Well, um, for, for, for these for these big awards, you know, we've got to make sure that everyone gets a fair shot. Uh, right, and uh, the winner uh, for Best Actress 2020 is Morfid Clark for Saint Maud. Very, well done, very good. Well done, she, she, the whole of Wales is leaping around in in excitement. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. She was this also one... in a, a film that you didn't like, wasn't she? The uh, film that Dev Patel was in. Yeah, she was. Yeah. David Copperfield. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, she, well, yeah, I mean, she she wasn't to have been my personal choice to win this uh, award. I think I probably would have gone for yeah. Derek Campbell. Um, yeah, you did say that. Yeah. But uh, there have to be compromises. And um, I'd not really that too fast because she was very good. She was very good, but it was close. Um, yeah. Woody, do you want to give a quick word about Bucky Bakray? Yeah, she played the title character in, in Rocks and it was an amazing performance, but the, the problem with that one is that I was the only one that's seen it, so yeah, you know, he's never going to win the, the Oscar, but... Well, it always makes an it amazing performance. difficult to make a case. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, but an amazing think... performance from a new up-and-coming actress, so we'll, we'll definitely want to look out for that name. There you go. Yeah, I think because I think that's probably fair to say one of your one of your favourites from last year, wasn't it? So, you know that film rocks. I remember you gave it a really positive yeah. review. So, yeah, I'd love to see that. We might be talking about it again soon, Jack. So just wait. So shut oh, your fucking okay. mouth. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, who else should we give a quick mention? To? Well, obviously you got the two actresses in in Parasite. Park So Dam. She was the uh, the daughter in the not so well off family. Um, and I remember her being brilliant, and that there was that excellent moment um, when when they first turn up to the the mansion, her and her brother, and she rings the doorbell, and she ha- and you know she she fills him in on the story that they've got to give, and she you know to, as a way of remembering their roles and who they're pretending to be, she has that little that little tune that she makes up. Do you remember it? Yeah, yeah, that was good. a great moment. Um, 
but yes, and and then Cho Yo Jong was the the mother of the wealthy family. Mm, yeah, she's very good um, as well. Yeah, um, yeah, really strong field. Mm. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, move it along to Woody. So, gives me great pleasure to announce the Best Actor Award, and again, there's eight nominees for this one. Bloody hell! So we got. <laughs> Sterling K. Brown in Waves. David Fulis, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse. Robert Pattinson for The Lighthouse. Kelvin Harris Jr. for Waves. Delroy Lindo in The Five Bloods. And Song Kang Ho in Parasites. And the film night Oscar goes to Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse. Yeah, well Bravo, Willem. Yeah, well done, Will. Uh, He's off some uh, amazing competition for that one. Oh yeah, he has. But some amazing performances. I think once, uh, once we'd all, well, once three of us had seen his performance, I'd think, love to know Joe's thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the light, the lighthouse is is really out there. But um, to be fair, because I, I took a bit of convincing, I must say. Um, initially, we we'd given this to Mr. Adam Sandler, Sandler, sorry. Um, And Rich, and then all of a sudden, I think one of you remembered that Lighthouse was a 2020 film. Yeah. Um, And all of a sudden you were both sort of pushing for Willem Dafoe to win the award. And I was quite resistant um, because I was a big fan of Mr. Sandler, but having watched the Lighthouse earlier this week, I had to agree. He was, I mean, it's hard to sort of sum up that performance. I mean, he fully goes for it. I mean, he just, you know, fully commits to that role and it's obviously a very strange role. Yeah. Um, but but it is just the two of them together through the whole film. And uh, yeah, it, it was outstanding and I couldn't really argue. Although the film itself, I wasn't a massive fan of. Mm-hmm. But that's not what this is for. This is for just performance and yeah. He he really was excellent, and he's a brilliant actor, isn't he? I, mean, I wish he was in more stuff. He's in quite a lot of stuff. No, no, but I mean, yeah. But going through his back catalogue, I've, I've I've not seen too many of his things, and uh, I know he's getting on a bit now. But hopefully, he uh, keeps putting out films because he was in uh, Florida Maybe, Project. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe you should have a Defoe fest. Maybe I should actually. Maybe I should. He's. He's, he's very talented, isn't he? Mm. But yes, um, I, I would also like to sit down and watch uh, Joe try to watch this film. <laughs> How um, long is it? I don't think um, that'll matter, to be honest, Joe. I don't think that'll matter too much. If it was 40 minutes long, I don't think uh, it would uh, change your view on it too much. This is the one much. that costs £7.99 on yeah. Amazon, isn't it? That's right. Especially, but especially yeah. now you've got this, you've got this brand spanking new camera. We can, if you just set that up, we can enjoy watching you. <laughs> should I live stream on YouTube? Me yeah. watching. Well, yeah, you should. You should. We can't just leave that between us. Everyone needs to be exposed to that. High definition reactions. Pa- um, pausing it, pausing it every time you've got uh, something to say about it. Oh my god! Then it really would be a long film. <laughs> Yeah, but um, people people would watch that. I would watch that genuinely. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, what a strong category. I mean, 
Song Kang Ho, I mean, you know, in Parasite, the, the father in that, mm. for him to put in a performance of that level and not win this award is quite staggering. Um, yeah, true. Very true. But, and I also want to give a shout out to Delroy Lindo. I remember at the time, yeah, he on, was our, great. on our review, I, I did say, um, you know, he should be he should be up for awards for that. And I stand by that. I think he was fantastic. Richie uh, took a bit more convincing with him. Not sure what you did. Yeah, well, like I don't. Uh, <laughs> well, it's very. Uh, that's a, a, a bit of an aggressive question, Jack. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only messing. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't dislike his performance. Uh, I just don't necessarily think that it's yeah when, when you best, stand it up against that yeah. it's best actor material i, I wasn't yeah. really that into that film so um no yeah that's true to be fair you weren't yeah hard to hard to to say um but yeah yeah well done willem very well done mr defoe he'll be thrilled with that we'll say as well um just before we move on willem defoe was uh grace's most watched actor in uh Oh, really? review the uh-huh. yeah nice yeah five oh, five nice. films yeah <laughs> well, five cool. films wow oh maybe, maybe four spider-man <laughs> one spider-man two yeah. spider-man three uh no spider-man the lighthouse florida project wasn't he in them mm. um... oh no i'm thinking of ethan hawk first reformed mm. oh that might be oh no maybe that was the year before what anyway. about uh yeah okay <laughs> yeah. Um, move on to joseph then the final film okay the the biggie. Award of the- here we are final award of the year final award of the season the one you all came for of course yeah the one everyone the one they'll probably skip to <laughs> yeah it is of course the best film of 2020 and the nominees are portrait of a lady on fire Saint Maud, Parasite, Uncut Gems. Hence. The film night Oscar for the best film goes to. Parasite! <laughs> Whee! Parasite, yay, well done. Well done, Parasite. Well done, Bong Joon Ho, and uh, everyone involved in that film. Yep. Sterling um... work, truly. We can't really say much more about it. We've sung its praises. Yeah. All night. Uh, yeah. Uh, right, well, yeah. There you go. There's, I don't think there's much more to say uh, on those. We've sort of pretty much said everything there is to say about them all. But um, can, yeah, I just ask, who's seen, well can I just ask who's seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire? Me. Jack has. Oh, when did you we, see we, that? He watched, it like, he watched it like really? yesterday. Yeah. He's not oh, been paying right. attention to the chat. Yeah, but also we just didn't I speak about it a, like a minute ago? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I did not. Yeah, I thought you about. Okay, right. Yeah. As you know, I've got internet issues. I thought that's what you talked yeah. about, but right, fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I threw it in there for best director as well. Um, Woody, honestly, you need to watch it. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to. Yeah. Everyone, everyone in this uh, Zoom call. <laughs> How long is it, Jack? It's exactly two hours. Ooh, a bit too long that for you. 
Oh, no way. I, is it a good film, Jack? Yeah. Well, it's in the best <laughs> film category, isn't it? So. Yeah, there you go. No, it's, it's rubbish. No. <laughs> I've got high praise. No, I yeah. <laughs> I, 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 had to, I, had to, I had to throw it in. I, I didn't know if it was a good idea to do that, obviously being the only one, but... Um, no, no, it's, it fair, just, it's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited to hear what you guys think. Hopefully you agree, but yeah, I thought it was absolutely stunning. Um, and yeah, there you go. That's, that's it. There you go. That's the end. That concludes Film Night Oscars for 2020. Thank you very much for coming out. The end. Uh, Richie, could you please read the little script? Um... Oh, you want me to read the script word for word? <clears throat> yeah. That concludes the 2020 Film Night Oscars. Congratulations once again to all of our winners tonight and commiserations to those who just missed out. Oh, Thank yeah. You. Very Thank well you. said. Thank you for writing that for me, Jack. Very well said. Yeah. Um... Well, yeah, that's it. Um, although it's, it, lots. it's not quite it because we've got uh, we've still got a little bit a little bit of something else to do, which is our individual favourites and least favourites. Um, yes. All right. Okay. Who wants to uh, Who wants to kick us off then? Go on, Richie, as the host. Oh, thank you, Jack. Thank you very much. Uh, all right then. I'll. Uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> I've got a bit of a controversial one to start with, uh, but uh, I'll hit you with my number five uh, worst film of 2020, and it is *The Five Bloods*. Whoa! Oh my word! I didn't even see this one wow. coming myself. Um, is it? I'm hoping this is just because there isn't much to choose from. <laughs> in a way, in a way, uh, yeah. Um, I thought there were going to be more like truly, truly terrible ones uh, for actually, my list. Yeah. Um, but there, there weren't really uh, uh, that were actually. Yeah, terrible. actually, Joe, and Joe was right when he said that. There's a lot of stuff in the middle of the road this year. Um, yeah. But not uh, quite as um, much at either end. So, um, no, I don't absolutely hate this film, but I, I definitely really was not that keen on it. So, uh, mm. yeah, makes the list for me. And okay. that's my number five. Should we go to uh, Woody next? I'm just going clock- clockwise in my uh, yeah in my view. Yeah, absolutely. Or anti-clockwise. In at number actually. five, in at number five for me is the trial of the Chicago Seven. Ooh, Ooh. I think guys the one that enjoyed this the least out of, out of everyone. Oh, definitely, uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, calm down, Jack. Definitely. And, for many reasons, as, as we discussed earlier with Sasha, Ban Cohen and the judge and the ending and oh, dear me. Yeah, yeah. a lot of different ways that a lot of different points that I didn't enjoy with this mm. one. So yeah, it's got to be in my top five. Jack, then. Oh, well, you're next. Henry, you, we are in. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm just, I was just going, I was going from the list before. Apologies, Jack. Is that Jeff and Jack? Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> That makes sense. Uh, you can go. You can go next if you want to, yeah. Joe. Oh no, yeah, no, go, Jack. Jack, you go. It, it works on my screen. To Pretty be fair. You're sure. right. It works on the screen. Pretty sure one of us should go. God, Jack. All that right. We're not gonna. We're not gonna take long, lads. No, you go. No, you go. No. Fucking go. Right, I'll go. All right, on. My number five worst film of 2020 is Mank. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But it, yeah. 
Yeah, it just underlines really the dis- mm. disappointment. Um, so, I didn't yeah. think it would be that far down though. Well, no, but it's a bit similar to what you were saying about um, yeah, yeah, to Five Bloods. Um, there isn't too much that was actually terrible. Um, well, I've got a few to be fair, but that's only because I watched that Blumhouse thing. Um, but yeah, yeah how, come, no, how come they're not just the entire five? Well, because uh... <laughs> you didn't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I didn't really want to do that. Um, but yeah, Mank is my number five. Okay. Uh, Pepster, you've been waiting. It's your yeah. turn. <laughs> I, I'll, 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 try, I'll, try, I'll try again. Um, <laughs> uh, my number five is the same as Mr. Henry Woodsford. It is, of course, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um yeah, I didn't hate. I, th- I think it's going to be a looking at my list. It's going to be one of these where it's quite a few average films in the bottom five. To be fair, yeah. um, although Joe, are any of yes. the films that are in your worst five in your best five? Breaking news, boys! <laughs> no. Ah, oh, yes. Oh, I that's a first. That's I a have first. watched ten. Actually, more than ten. At least exactly ten. ten. <laughs> At least ten. Twenty twenty releases. Uh, there we go. Oh, let's give a round of applause for that. Well, yeah. thank you. That's the biggest round of applause of the night. It's almost bittersweet. I kind of, I kind of like. Uh, yeah, it's quite funny actually. In them <laughs> and not only, and not only when there's, when they're in the both lists, but also when some of them are TV shows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some of them are. Uh, some of them are not from the current year. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a 2010 documentary as well. <laughs> okay, is it me? Yes. Yep. Number right. four. My number four uh, worst film of 2020 is the personal history of David Copperfield. Pretty poor, pretty poor film. Very dull and um, very uh, dull performance from Dev Patel. Yeah, you're not not Dev's biggest fan, are you? No, I mean I used to be, but not anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. He's gone down. He's gone very much gone downhill in my in my eyes. So yeah. Pretty mm. cool. And that's my number four. Woody. Well, I will um jump right in and say that uh, it's exactly the same for me, Richie. Number four for nice. me is the personal history of David Copperfield. Nice. Oh, I love and it when that happens. Validation. You've summed it up. Oh my god. You summed it up quite well there. Um, I don't need to add anything more. Thank you. Yeah. I don't need to <laughs> say anything more on the matter from apart from what you've said. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Right. Well, my number four worst film of 2020 is one of the films I saw uh, from the Blumhouse collection on Amazon Prime. And I chose The Lie. It was Joey King who starred in it, and it was basically she murdered her best friend, um, and it goes on. Well, no, that's that's in the trailer. That's what the story is about. That, that's okay. the very that's the very start of the film. Okay, and it goes on from there, and um, yeah, just not very good at all. But I'm not going to bore you all, so that's it. Okay, you sound a bit bored yourself with it. Well, I am. I'm just so uninspired, and just thinking back to just thinking back to them. You know, yeah, incredibly dull, and I don't know what Amazon were thinking, but 
like I said at the time, probably a smart move from Blumhouse just to sort of dump them all on them and that, be done with it. Okay. Um, yeah, number four is The Lie. All right. Pepster? Okay, so my number four is uh, Tenet. And mm. yeah, I I was in, I was didn't know which one to go with, Tenet or Trailers oh. Chicago 7, but I think Tenet just pipped it up there. Maybe more so for the viewing experience. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. of having a, a wonderful very they they over um over uh cautious cleaner who cleaned the cinema rails uh, over five times during the uh, the screening um so yeah that's my <laughs> number four disgraceful yeah okay um wow i didn't expect to see that one pop up there hmm. Uh, all right, my number three worst film 2020 is The Christmas Chronicles 2. Just just a, a huge CG pile of wank. Um, and uh, there's, there's really not much more to say to it than that. It's, uh, it's not made for me, I'll be honest. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really just... I mean, I didn't like the first one. I know Woody did. But... Uh, I just went just when I saw the the level of CGI that built up in this one, they obviously got a much bigger budget. Um, I just knew that there was going to be a a lot of it splooged throughout, and there really was. So yeah, piece of shit. Yep. Uh, Woody. Well, we we must have been doing <laughs> co-sharing notes or something because this is that new same again. <laughs> Christmas yeah. Chronicles Part 2 oh, You've been copying off each other's work again Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> That's to borrow his own work um, <laughs> And again I can't, I can't really say much much more yet Yes I did enjoy the first one um, But the second one was Absolutely god awful And there's a reason that Julian Dennison Won the award for worst performance this evening Because he was, he was awful And even Kurt Russell couldn't be asked Could he Richie and uh, Goldie Horn, but even they weren't interested this time around. So it was a struggle. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Pepped up. Oh, no, it's me, isn't it? Huge Jack. Fucking hell. Stop doing this. No, no, it's because it's because of my screen. It's different order. Right. Okay. My number three is another Blumhouse film, and this was Black (laughs) Box. Um, This was the one where at the very beginning, uh, we learned that the main character suffered a car crash and lost all his memories. Uh, also lost his uh, wife in the, in the accidents, very sadly, and and then it's sort of like um, almost like a Black Mirror esque sort of idea where uh, he has to undergo this sort of experimental type surgery thing where he puts on this almost looks like a VR helmet thing, and he has to sort of walk around in his own subconscious to, in effect, reawaken all these memories that he's lost. What are you um, talking about? I'm, I'm literally. That's what it is. That's what the film. That's what happens. Yeah. Well, that's why it's number three on worst films of 2020. Oh yeah, I'm not attacking you, Jack. Um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, Black box is my number three. Wow, it sounds absolutely terrible. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my number three is again. I think probably for the viewing experience um, and not realizing the best way to watch the film, it was the platform. Um, with the, the subtitle situation, the dubbing it 
it just I think it ruined it. And I and I remember us speaking about it on the on the podcast at the time and we I know Henry uh, enjoyed it and liked it, but we all three I think were in agreement that it just didn't it wasn't great. Um I think for the the dubbing. Um so yeah, uh, that is my number three. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, my number two worst film 2020 is Coffee and Kareem. Um, Ed Helms. Ed Helms, yep. I guess that's all there is to say about this film. Um, But he wasn't... I don't really even remember that much about it. I just remember it being painfully unfunny. Um, Mm. And um, there was a lot of action in it, I remember that. Um, This was a Netflix film, was it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Right. But it was. So maybe, sorry. Maybe this is the. Maybe this is the level of stuff we're going to get every single week in 2021. I mean, you you think from that title that there's kind of something to it, but there isn't really. It's just uh, it's just that. The guy, the Ed Helms character, his name is Coffee, and uh, the kid, the kid, the kid that is playing is like stepson. It's one of these. Oh, you're not my real father, stepfather type deals. Um, All right. Uh, and the kid's name is, is Kareem. Oh, very imaginative. Hmm. And so they, they, yeah, there you go. Coffee and cream. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a, just an absolute shite fest. One of the, one of the two films I gave half stars to, I think. I think mm. that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'd be surprised if Woody's got that one and his is number two. No, unfortunately, don't. So we can't make a hat trick on that one, Richie. Ah. Um, and more unfortunately for you, Richie, it's going to be one that you'll be sad to hear because my number two oh, is. Oh, yeah, it, it is. I'm thinking of At least it's not yes. number one. Yeah, that's the one thing you can cling on to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well said, Henry. <laughs> well, we. I can't, we can't say I wasn't expecting it. Uh, so. Absolute. No, but it's, it on. was shocking on many levels. Shocking on many levels. I well, hated it. Hated it with a passion. Well, it's very good. Well, it uh, was. Very good. <laughs> well, well, it's a very good film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We knew. We all knew it was coming. As um, yeah. As my mate Mabe said on Letterboxd, oh, I would God, rather watch Charlie <laughs> Kaufman masturbate on camera for two hours. Instead of watching do it metaphorically through this piece of garbage, uh, might drop. Thank you, next. <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> loves that. You need to get that tattooed down your forearm or something. <laughs> right, okay. I'll look forward to that coming up again on, on <sighs> Joe's list. Uh, yeah, but is it yeah, but is it gonna be now? <laughs> well, it's you, Jack. Yeah, no, no, no. Go okay. On. My number two worst film. This isn't a Blumhouse effort, I don't think, anyway. At least it's not part of that collection. And this was one I went to the cinema um, to see. This was a Odeon Limitless. You know, there's a few where I'll go and see it, whereas if I didn't have the Limitless card, I probably wouldn't have made the effort. And this was Fantasy Island. Um, I, don't know if, I don't know if you remember it at all. Uh, it's quite a while ago, I think, maybe towards the beginning of the year. Well, it must have been. Um, nope. And I... Do, do you know what? I actually can't even really remember the plot, so I won't even go into that. Cool. Um, but yeah, it, it, I just remember it being painfully bad. Um, so that's why it's my number two. All right, good shit. Hey, 
my number two is in uh, well agreement with Henry. It is, of course, I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, Oh. yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it would have been higher up there, but I think on a technicality, it can't be. Um, which I'll go into in a moment. There's only one spot above it. (laughs) Um, What's the technicality? I'll tell you when I get to my number one. Okay. Um, (laughs) Just you wait. (laughs) I just, I, I just, I just, I did. No, I just. You can, see the anger. <laughs> you, can, you can see the genuine anger. You know what? A film hasn't actually made me so, an- not annoyed, but just really worked up as much as that film because it just gave nothing, had nothing, was... But you just... know you know that that's not true. This is what I don't understand is that you, no, know, he doesn't that, know. you know that that isn't true because we've talked about it and you know that it was, yeah, just, but that doesn't... It was just that you yeah, didn't but... get that from the film at the time of watching it. Yeah, but I, I, I just oh no. Yeah, but he could only like go it. off. Obviously, he has to go off his how he felt when watching it. Well, I think you can also take other context from things that you know afterwards. And yeah, then, you yeah, can. I think, think that there might be a, might be a chance that it may improve with that knowledge and further watches. Richie, I I'm not going to watch it again. And I go back to my point <laughs> of opening the basement door. And expecting some sort of fright or something from what is supposed to be or partly a horror film, and not getting anything. So it just always has to be what you're expecting it to be. (sighs) Oh, we're not getting into this. Okay, all right, right, wrap it up. I I I leave it there, but no. Joe, was that the one awful film? Was this the film where you were furiously writing down notes on your note notebook? It's not what he's saying. Let's move on. Christ, yeah. how bad is the delay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, who's next, Richie? Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, my least favourite film uh, just got bumped up from five and it's The Five Bloods. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't really do that. Neil, yeah, I want to, though. I really want to. Um, that would no, be petty. That would be petty. Oh, thank you, Jack. I would be petty, and I'm not a petty person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give a. I'll give uh, my number one. My number one worst film, 2020, is Greed. Oh uh, yeah, the Steve Coogan one. Yeah, this was uh, similar to Coffee and Kareem in the sense that it was painfully unfunny. Um, it had uh, shocking acting throughout it, shocking writing throughout it. Um, and it's worse because of how full of itself it is. And again, another one that is just forcing its its bullshit politics down your throat and being annoying. And it was just a shit film. So that's my number one. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, what do you- number, yeah. One, number one for me, um, absolutely... In a league of its own, in a league of its own, Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. Um, I mean, just that title alone is just... Yeah, how long do you want it to be? I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, comfortably the worst film of 20... I said earlier, uh, the only film I gave a half star last year. Um, 
and just everything about this film is absolutely disgusting and sh- never should have been made shouldn't have even happened uh don't even bother just just a complete waste of time um i've actually realized i forgot oh fuck i've actually realized that i should have had oh. something in there but i didn't um, God, just just chuck it in there i didn't have bore right in there yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, obviously, so Borat instead of Trial of Chicago 7. There we go. You can no, take it there he... instead of I'm thinking of ending things. No, because he enjoyed Borat more than that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed more Borat more than that. Yeah, so. <laughs> so I can't. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> um, right, it's me then. Um, yeah, sadly, again, this is another one that none of you can. None of you have seen, um, but it's Evil Eye. Mm. Uh, it did make its way into the actual worst. It was a nominee for worst film, which which I managed to sneak in there. It really was terrible. Another one of these Blumhouse ones. This was set in India, and it's about the idea of uh, coming back. Because uh, you know how they believe in com- sort of coming back for a, what's it called reincarnation? That's it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, this this woman has a past relationship that's that's uh, you know she suffered abuse and all that. He he is a, she killed him eventually, um, and he comes back in the form of a younger, attractive guy who starts going out with her daughter, and it's just a mess. It's an absolute mess, um, and there was not one redeemable quality. So, Evil Eye is my worst film of last year. Well, there you go then. Good stuff. Yeah. Up. Okay, so my worst film of 2020 is, and I say it's on a technicality because really, I mean, it probably would be, I'm thinking of ending things. Um, however, there's only one film that I have started and not finished in 2020, ah. and that is Borat. Oh, yeah. So, to be fair. yeah, come I on. I can't, you know, I, I cannot say that Borat isn't my worst film because I've didn't finish it it was i just couldn't finish it so the technicality is that and thinking of ending things was a film that we were doing for the show so you saw it through yeah, to the so end you had specifically to. <laughs> and so you probably would have stopped watching that one no do you, think you, would, do you no, think you would have I, I, no okay i don't that's, know that's, i don't i i i very i very rarely i don't think i've ever stopped a film halfway through and not finished watching oh, it oh wow I, I was going to say, I do, yeah. if, if I put something on, I will watch it and, and just get just to get to the end of it and say, right, I've done that. Well, unless you fall so, asleep during <laughs> Yeah, unless you yeah, unless I fall asleep. Um, so, yeah, worst film, yeah. Borat. I can't say any different. Yeah. So, All right. Excellent stuff. All right, then. Moving straight on to the best, from worst to best. Um, my fifth best film, 2020 is Trade with Schultz's Waves. Uh, very, very good film. Um, very good film, yeah. Really loved it. Very tense. Really um, would like to watch it again. Uh, I remember not being as into the latter half of the film as I was the first half, um, but it was still uh, a great one. Um, so, yeah, that's my number five. Yeah. All right. Um in at five, for me, is the Safdie Brothers' Uncut Gems. Mm. Uh, something that 
Mm. We spoke about a lot this this evening. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, can't really have much more to the discussion, really. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot. It might be higher for some of you guys. Um, so it might be a bit surprising. It's, it's a bit coming a bit low there, um, but I'll explain why later on. But no, I, I did enjoy Uncle Gems a lot, and uh, can't wait to see what the Safety Brothers get up to next. Here, here, nice. Oh, we'll say actually, just one more thing. I really would have liked to have seen this in the cinema, but unfortunately, oh yeah, couldn't. Uh, that's one thing I would say. Yeah, good yeah. point. And actually, out of all my worst films, I only saw one of them in the cinema. So, well, thank God for that. Not good, is it? But that, yeah, was, I mean, that yeah, wasn't thank- down to uh, down to COVID, was it? That was just that it was a Netflix release, right? Um, it it was a Netflix release, had a but short time cinema. Yeah, the worst. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, the worst cinemas. There were some, not many, but there were some. Right. Um, okay. Okay. Jack, do you want to go with yours? Yep, so my fifth best film of 2020, I'm going to go for Mangrove. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this was this is part of uh, Steve McQueen's Small Axe collection of films that you can currently see on iPlayer. Um, mm-hmm. I think Amazon Prime as well. Or maybe I've that's seen, just America. I've seen lots of high ratings from you guys on these. Yeah, well, um, Woody's yeah, actually Woody's finished them all. Um I've still got two to. I've still got the last two to watch. Oh, I thought you'd watch um, them all as well, Jack. No, I've just seen three. Um, mm. So I've got two to go. But I've been from the three I've seen, really impressed. They're all of a very high standard um, so far, anyway. But yeah, Mangrove gets in there ahead of the other two. Only just the one I watched most recently with John Boyega was very good as well. But I'm just giving the edge to this. I think. Just based on the ensemble performances, um, it's sort of a courtroom drama, a bit similar to the, the trial of the Chicago Seven, um, but better. All of the performances were outstanding. Letitia Wright, who we saw in Black Panther, I think, um, mm. she was excellent, and it's just a really powerful story. I mean, all all, all of these films are in this series. Um, Steve McQueen, obviously, drawing on his own experiences, sort of growing up. Um, in London, in the sort of when was it? I don't know, sixties something. Um, but yeah, it's a strong, powerful film, and this one for me edges it. So, Mangrove is my number five. Cool, Pepster. Okay, uh, my number five is *The Five Bloods*. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was a good film. Yeah, um, it was good. I think it was only Richie that was. <laughs> yeah, it was a good, good film. Just going through everything that I'd seen, sort of it naturally found its place at number five. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, for me, uh, number four, best film of 2020 is uh, Charlie Kaufman's I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> four. Absolutely. Well, there's a lot of good films. Um, <laughs> Jack, and it's. Um, it's one that, you know, is not all too clear the first time you watch it or clear at all, to be honest. No, so, not at you know, all. You have to, so, you know, I can't really sit here and say, oh, yeah, it's the best fucking thing I've ever seen with that in mind because, you know, there was a lot about it that I just didn't get. Yeah. And I had to do a lot of reading afterwards. Mm. Um, and I intend to watch it again. And actually, I'd like to read the book as well. But Yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, uh, 
I, I still think it's brilliant. And after reading up all the kind of purposeful things about it, um, that really helps and yeah. help with, with my understanding of it and my understanding of, of his, the way he portrays the human mind. Again, he does it in like a lot of his films uh, and they can be the ones that are the most like complex and, and uh, out there and difficult to, to fucking get. Um, like, uh, like I wasn't too keen. I don't think, or I, I struggled with, uh, his 2008 one what was it called snake to key new york oh yeah but uh yeah i, I really liked it so number four mm. for me. great film great film great <laughs> and that's the last we'll ever say about it <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> yeah Come on, let's let's leave out in 2020 jesus christ <laughs> yeah i'll bring it bring uh, it through up through the years with right, me. number four for me is trey edward schultz's waves uh, I really, really enjoyed it. As as it's been proven in the awards this evening, it was up there a lot this tonight, and deservedly yeah. so because it had many different layers to it and many different aspects of it, which were incredible. Uh, and yeah, probably around this time last year, I actually watched it. So it was a long time ago now, but yeah. I still very clearly, clearly remember it. Um, wasn't as keen on the end, and I think that kind of why it fell a bit off for me, but uh, no, it was, it was amazing to see it in the cinema. And uh, again, I, I don't know if he's got anything he's working on, but we loved Christian this year, didn't we? When we came around oh, yeah. down here yeah, and stuff. So and every, the three I've seen him do are just of the highest quality. So yeah, yeah, really can't really got to uh, go out there and watch whatever he's got up his sleeve next. I'm sure it'd be great. So yeah. and he's still quite a young guy, isn't he? So he is, yeah. So he's got plenty of time ahead of him and stuff. So uh, I'm not heard his yeah. name in a while, actually. I must admit. So it's been a while since I've heard him. So hopefully, it means he's busy working on something. Yeah. Yeah. Hope so. Yeah. Cool. Right. Um, and it appears I've been copying your homework, Woody, <laughs> because <sighs> Waves is my number four as well. Yeah. Echo everything you just said there. Tradewood Schultz can do no wrong at the moment, and uh, yep. Can't wait to see what he does next. That's it. Man number four is Waves. All right. Pepster? Oh. Yeah, my number four is The Devil All the Time. Um, okay. Yeah. I really enjoyed that film. Um, yeah, I thought it was great performances, as we mentioned earlier on. Um, and all around, just, just, just great film. Loads of great scenes as well. Um, I remember yeah. when we were reviewing it, trying to pick our favourite scenes. We had loads more yeah. ones to pick from um, so yeah the devil all the time at number four for me that was nice. good sort of snuck up on us as well didn't it we mm. we uh, there wasn't much hype before you know just sort of appeared on Netflix and oh no there was a little bit of hype I think we watched the trailer a few weeks before yeah um, but yeah took us a bit by surprise that one yeah mm. okay um my number three best film 2020 is uh, Anne at 13,000 feet. Um, yeah, great one. We talked about it on the show, um, so I won't go into it in too much detail. Um, but uh, yeah, I loved the performances. I love 
the script and what it's about and mm. I really love the way it left it at the end as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's my number three. Great film. Great choice. All right. In it free for me is the amazing British horror film, St. Maud. <laughs> uh, this was just outstanding, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and probably, probably one of the best things I actually saw in the cinema last year. And one of the most enjoyable experiences of being in the cinema because it was lockdown two, was it? I think it was like in between because the things had just started kind of coming back. Yeah, yeah, it was October it was in between, time, wasn't it? I think October. Yeah, and I think that was the last time I actually went to the cinema. I'm not sure. Yeah, that was it. It was near, ha- yeah. near Halloween, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, of course it was. Yeah, uh, and it's just a great experience just to be back there and like we were saying yeah. earlier about that shared shitting yourself when you. Yeah, what's yeah. happening next and <laughs> the score and the performances well it, was, it wasn't it wasn't so shared for me because we were the only two me and my viewer were the only two that were in the fucking oh, yeah. screening but um, yeah that's, that's a shame it is a bit of a shame but it was still nice to be in that atmosphere yeah like you said yeah. before Richard yeah. to have that score and you know coming out with the best possible sound oh yeah yeah and the big screen and everything you know yeah as much as an audience would also have have added greatly to it as well, there's still other elements to it that yeah. improved. Definitely. Um, right. Yeah, great choice, that. Mm. My number three, I'm going to go with the most recent watch, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, wow. Now, honestly, this, this could have come anywhere in the top three, to be honest. Um, it was so difficult, all because also when you're looking at it, you've got this which I've literally watched um, earlier today. Yeah, I was going to say recency bias on this. Well, well, possibly, but that's <laughs> that's sort of that's sort of what I'm saying, you know. So I'm trying to compare this and rank it with something that I saw in January. It's so difficult. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to, but that, but to be honest, that's sort of why it's number three. I think if if I was to sort of be influenced a bit by recency bias. You probably would have seen it come in at two, or possibly even number one. But um, no, it comes, it comes, it comes in at three. Um, honestly, it's, it's quite, quite sublime. The, the two hours fly by. Um, the performances are outstanding, and I have no reservations about calling it a masterpiece. Um, and I, and I can completely see why it's, you know, why it's done so well, and why. Why it's got an outstanding uh, average score on Letterboxd, um, and yeah, I'm just really looking forward to hearing what you guys think. Hopefully, you get to see it soon. Like I say, I think you can rent it on Amazon Prime for under five pounds, so it's well worth every penny. Is that what you did? Um, yeah, that's what I, that's what I did. Yeah, hmm. um, I was hoping it'd be on there for free or maybe Netflix, but I checked and it wasn't. Um, yeah, sometimes you got to splurge for the good stuff. You do, yeah. and with this, it was obviously fairly safe bet so i wasn't too worried um obviously it's 7.99 on the lighthouse now that was a bit more of a <laughs> bit more of a but no investment yeah but to be fair it's worth it's worth the money just to see those two uh put in performances like they did so it's worth the money just to see that seagull scene oh my god yeah fucking that should have been up there for best scene christ actually yeah my word um <laughs> But yeah, number three is uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Okay. Okay. 
Number three for me, uh, Uncut Gems. Nice. Um, great film. Nice, um, nice, nice. I know we've, we've spoken about it a lot, so I won't go on. But yeah, and again, listening to the soundtrack tonight on the way back just brings back um, yeah. the film. Um, and it's, it's a, when you listen to the soundtrack, they obviously have dialogue in there as well. And the little snippets that is in there, you just, it brings it straight back. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely want to rewatch, I think, in the not too distant future. Mm. So yeah, Uncut Gems for me, number three. Right. Um, okay, number two, uh, second best film of uh, 2020 for me is Uncut Gems. Yeah. Yeah, a lot's been said about it. Not we've literally said more. everything. Yeah, we've said everything about it. It's a great film and it's number two. So, yeah, there you go. Well, number two for me is a film that we haven't, well, Jack talked about it earlier, uh, but I'm the only one that's seen it. Uh, it's on Netflix. And I absolutely loved it. It's called Rocks, directed by Sarah Gavron, who we might recognise from Suffragette, lads, yeah, many, she, many years ago. Yeah, she won Best Anthem. Director. She's oh, she's, she, yeah, she's a film that Oscar winner. She's got a film that Oscar sitting, oh, on the, wow. sitting on the fireplace mantle at home. So. That's excellent. I haven't heard anything about her since all the way back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, neither have I. And... I honestly recommend you all to watch it. It's only 90 minutes. Just like I say, it's on Netflix. Um, incredible little film. It really is. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go into the, the plot. It's got very uh, subtle, just one one sentence uh, description on letterbox. That's what you need. And just, just enjoy it. It's, it's one of them as well where you watch it and then afterwards you do your reading around and yeah. you, enjoy it. you enjoy it more for how it came together and the craft and performances Bucky uh, Bakri as we said earlier was a nominee for best actress and there's loads is of other people that have never been any, in anything before and they were all they're all awesome so yeah I was going to say is it mostly non-actors yeah yeah and it was all yeah. it's all workshopped from young people in sent in London and the difficulties they have uh, mm. getting about and stuff so yeah it's, it's amazing I really really recommend it boys uh, yeah I'm going to watch that you'll enjoy it yeah. Cool. All right, Jack. Right. Well, my number two um, is the same as Richie's number two, Uncut Gems. Noise. Yeah. Every single possible thing that's been said. We can't <laughs> has, say anything else, though. Has already yeah. been said. So Move I on. will just say one more thing. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number two, Uncut Gems. Cool. Pep yeah, number two for me, uh, St. Maud. I thought it was a, an amazing film. And I think, Henry, you're right. I think the fact that we went to the cinema to watch it, and I think it was the last thing I went to see, it just, I think it's probably the best film, apart from Parasite, pre-lockdown. Yeah. I'm not, not, I'm not seeing a couple. I've not seen, a, I've not seen loads of films. That any, <laughs> any of us have. But I think that was the best, that was the best film that I've seen at the cinema, really, yeah. um, in the last sort of 10 months or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, great film, and it really elevated it, didn't it? If you'll pardon the pun. Hey, hey. so hey. are you are you a convert now to horror films then, Pepster? Because you weren't so keen on them a few years ago. Yeah, I've I've never really been one for them or you know keen on them. But I Saint Maud, I I was surprised at how much I enjoyed enjoyed it. I thought it was it's great. great I'd, film. I'd love it if you sort of yeah discover this little 
underlying love for them. I, I really love you to watch. Yeah. I'd love for you to watch um, It Comes at Night because I don't think you saw yeah, that, I was about did you? To say that. Yeah. No, I did. Is it, it's on Netflix. Uh, um, probably not. So. No. But it's, right. it's, I'll it's I'll, I will find it out. I'll find it's it. Another, it's another Treadwood Schultz one. So, uh, Creature, you saw. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's his. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that was that. yeah, it'd be cool if, uh, yeah, you found a few more that you liked. Hereditary's on Netflix. Give that a go. Ooh, I don't know. That one might be a bit out there. Oh, is it? Okay. Right. Well, it is. I'll add it to Oh, no, def- definitely give it a go. I'd never discourage you from watching something, but. Yeah, I was just speculating. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's might be right, Richie. Actually, yeah, it comes in as a good way to go on to start on. Right. Okay. Did, did Joe see uh, Midsummer? Oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did don't, you see oh, that don't, one? Don't do it. Did. He's not going to lie. I don't think I did. I don't remember you seeing it. No. no. It's two and a half hours, so he's not, not going to be interested. Thanks. <laughs> 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 well, excellent performance uh, to watch there with Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. He'll build. He'll build up. To that. He'll build up to that. Um, all right. So here we num- go. Number one. Should we all say it at once? Shock horror. Three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shall we? Shall we actually? Yeah. All right. Best film of 2020. Three, two, one. I'm all thinking right. of ending things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Joe. Okay. All right. Richie's yeah. going to edit around that now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No parasite. I agree. Parasites, I think for all of us, pretty unanimous there. Uh, well, it's already won the award. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it could have been a compromise. Um, yeah. But in actually. this case, it wasn't, we were all completely agreed from the get go on best film, Parasite. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it, then definitely do so. Yeah. Because I remember at, the, remember at the time, so many people were put off just because it was like having to read subtitles. Um. That wasn't the reason, but... Well, it's why a lot of people didn't want to... Well, I'm sure there are lots of people that don't like to watch films with subtitles in. But Mm. uh, I think that the huge thing about that was people were upset at a foreign film winning the the Oscar for best film. Yeah, and remember Trump, uh, I think the next day or something, uh, in some speech, Trump was saying, like, how how could... (laughs) How yeah. can how can a South Korean film win our best picture award? Like, <laughs> well, okay, I don't think that was verbatim, but yes, I take your point. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't word for word, but yeah, <laughs> that was funny though. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of backlash about that. Um, yeah, but it, it was just absolutely the correct decision. It was a superb film. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, right, well, there you have it folks they uh, have it uh long one but uh i think also ah. a, I, I hope also a fun one it was fun and definitely you know we film like oscars we always gotta drag out a little bit that's what they do at award shows they drag it out don't they so. <laughs> yeah yeah they drag, drag theirs out a lot longer than we drag ours out so yeah exactly if this was at the least... real oscars you'd, you'd still have another three hours yeah at least we didn't have any fucking musical interludes or anything or speeches <laughs> there, there is one thing um did we want to do our best lockdown oh fuck i completely oh, yeah. oh shit i didn't on? i didn't do research get, one to be honest do we have to get ha- off tepi now or no no uh, we can quick no we can quickly wrap up 
I, I, I'll be honest. I forgot about the lockdown thing, and I haven't come up with one. So, did anyone oh, else? Yeah, I... Well, maybe we can do it next week. Yeah, we can do, do it if you want. Week, yeah, yeah, do it yeah. next week. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, he's coming up. So let's quickly. Oh, cracky! Right, oh, right. Okay. Now. All right. Okay, uh, right. right. Thank you. All right. Thank you for <laughs> listening. Uh, you can listen to us on uh, on iTunes and uh, Spotify. Not slowing it down. Thank you. Thank you, Pepster. That's what they do at the awards, isn't it? They they, they play. You're talking too long now. Right. Uh, here, yeah, that was our Oscar special. Sorry for the quick wrap, wrap up, but we've got to get going. Uh, and uh, yeah. Pow, pow, pow. It's goodbye from me and happy new year. We'll see you in 2021. Fuck off, Jeff. Goodbye from Just me. do the thing. What am I saying? Fuck you. <laughs> goodbye <laughs> it's goodbye from me and happy new year. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me and happy new year. Yeah. And it's goodbye from me and a happy new year. Thank you very much. What a <laughs> shit show. I'd like to award uh, to Joe the worst drum roll of 2020 or 2021. I was going to say, we could probably edit in a slightly better. I should have really done this, shouldn't I? And the best film uh, goes to... Yeah. Oh, it still didn't work. I still can't hear it. (laughs) still didn't work, Joe. Does that not work? Does that not work? I'll I'll, I'll get a knock on the door in a minute (laughs) saying, what are you doing in there? It's very strange because it's such a such a clear microphone you've got there. Um, it must. Uh, I mean, it must that, just be the range. A, the range on it is you've got to be very close yeah, to it. That is a really loud. That was a really loud drum roll.